Welcome to the Independent Variable Podcast. This is Tyson with Two Brave Bastards. And today we have a little bit different of a guest. It's Mitz, and he's going to run us through a conspiracy that may take place. And I'm excited to have him on. It's going to be interesting, strange, and all the rest. And so where we're going to start with you, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Um, now, let's start what the conspiracy is, and then we'll dive into how you went down that rabbit hole. So I'm predicting that there's going to be a massive financial collapse, uh, one that's going to take place sooner than most people think. And um, I'm going to use, well, I've been using Freemasonry to uh to go about it so that's how you got like introduced to to this specific conspiracy yeah is, is through free injury yes but oh. the thing is is like that's just one section and what's interesting is that freemasonry allowed me to enter all sections um because at, at the end of the day everything that's happened over the last couple of years has it's all connected in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Everything is. Everything's connected. Okay. And so what was the very start point for you that, that made you kind of fascinated with, uh, and with Freemasonry, I assume that it's, it's partially about the symbology behind everything. Yeah. So, so is that the, the point where you got curious on a lot of things? Well, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, when when I first got introduced to this, it, I wasn't even looking for it. Mm-hmm. It found me. And what's interesting is that I remember uh, I was living with my mom at the time, uh, just, you know, passing through uh, for a couple months, crashed with her. And uh, I remember sitting on the living room floor and I was doing like every other kid today, you know, scrolling through TikTok. Mm-hmm. what kind of cool new videos or posts now, what's catching the trend. Mm-hmm. And there is a video that stopped me in my tracks. And there was a guy who said, pay attention. There is something coming. And so I was like, oh. And I like I was, I was thinking at the time too, like within that week. And it's funny how everything's sort of just domino effect. But I was thinking within that week, like I wanted to start investing. I wanted to start opening up my horizons uh, to new possibilities, see what I can get involved in. And uh, then I found, I found uh, cryptocurrency. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, and then I sort of stumbled into the fact that there is a possibility that it could, it could help uh, the systems that we have in place. So uh, on that note, with with the cryptocurrency help, as in depending on what the um, the functionality of the cryptocurrency would be, since it, there's multiple out there, whether it's smart contracts, a uh, remittance system, or like peer to peer transfers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think would take the forefront in that? Um, I think honestly remittances, because one thing that really hinders us today is like we don't we don't have like we can't send money at the same speed as an email mm-hmm. right and like people have this delusion that like when you tap your card on a 
on a like a payment system where mm-hmm. say you're going to Starbucks getting a coffee and you tap your card to pay for it, you're not actually paying for it. Okay. You're just you're just creating that transaction. So it would be kind of like a log in a system until someone on the back side of it processes everything. Is, yeah. Is that how that would work? Yeah. So it's like uh it's they call it uh instant uh transaction. Mm-hmm. And what I think crypto can really help us with is instant settlement. And right now, like we have uh these nostril bostral accounts and um let's say like uh let's say you make a transaction, you pay for your coffee. Mm-hmm. instant settlement right then and there but in the back end the thing you don't see is that now you have to the banks have to then use a, a system called swift mm-hmm. to basically log in like a text message saying hey we're sending you money but 60 percent of the time it doesn't even make it that seems like a pretty large percentage it is and you like uh person who dis, uh, uh, who creates the interest so it has to go from like bank to bank to bank in order to get to whatever bank that you're taking it from and um, each individual bank it passes through creates their own interest mm-hmm. through a system called LIBOR and um, it's just not it's it's not always fair and mm-hmm. sometimes banks could take a little bit on the top because say the situation we're in right now, what if I need to send money through Ukraine to Russia? Yeah. Well, Ukraine could be like, you know what? We're going to take an extra 10% because we don't like Russia. Okay. And then then it it falls in like the political realm as well, where it could just because you're from one place, it could end up costing you a little bit more. Uh, just because humans are uh, notorious for corruption anyways. Yeah. So I imagine that that could end up being the case for, for some people, right? Which is interesting. So so these, uh, you said Nostro Vostro accounts. Yeah. Okay. What are those are uh, exactly? So Nostro and Vostro accounts are basically uh, like, think of it like an input and an output, mm-hmm. right? You need something to go, into the bank or into the banks and out of the banks. And the, mm-hmm. the problem that we face today is that these Nostro Vostro accounts hold each bank, like uh, each individual bank could hold trillions of dollars of just money that doesn't flow, money that's just staying in place. And and money doesn't like to stay still. So these these accounts are kind of stagnant then. Yeah. Like so they, they have to have that just to potentially make a transaction. Is that correct? Yeah. So like back to the whole instant uh, transaction. On the back end, the banks have to send the money. But mm-hmm. in order for us to be as quick as possible today, mm-hmm. you know, to take the three days rather than the two weeks it takes to send, because mm-hmm. nobody wants to receive their money in two weeks. They have to have this money stay there in these in these Nostro Vostro accounts so that they can give the money out because the SWIFT system says that money's coming. Yeah. So it's just a quicker way to get the transaction settled, mm. but it's not actually settled. So it's like getting the ball rolling then kind of thing. Yeah. Now, now so with your belief of uh, 
cryptocurrency that would solve uh, the problem of not needing the money in those accounts? Correct. Okay. And so then that would allow, uh, your words, trillions of dollars to flow through our system. Yes. Right. And so that would essentially solve a lot of the debt issues that are, are happening right now then? That is true, but I don't think it's going to be the thing that solves it. Okay. I think it, it'll be the thing that helps it, but I think, um, I think cryptocurrency, rather than releasing these trillions of dollars in these mm-hmm. national accounts, I think cryptocurrency is going to solve our debt problem mm-hmm. because who's ever had a, uh, Disposable camera back in the day, 20 years ago. Okay, yeah. Right? You had to pay for the camera. Yeah. Then you had to pay to develop it. Yeah. That's double pay. For sure. But now we have technology. You could just take a 4K picture at at your fingertips anywhere you want at any time of the day. Yeah. And you never have to develop it. If you don't want. Right. So technology by nature is deflationary. Technology will deflationary our currency, so to speak. Okay, interesting. So it's a very useful tool, like, like pursuit uh, of technology to make our society better. It's it's essentially uh, essential in making sure that the human race um, continues to evolve and grow. Then, and I've heard a lot of people talk about. Uh, so there's two sides to this argument where some people think that our, our world is overpopulated, but then you have a lot of people being like, oh, no, we're super underpopulated for what we need to get done. Mm-hmm. And so then um, building that technology kind of helps bridge that gap in a way. Yeah. But I'm getting a little bit off topic with that. Um, how How does this kind of coincide with the conspiracy of our financial system collapsing? That's a great question. Um, so the moment that I had found that this was like something that could solve problems, I deep dived into exactly the partnerships of these. And I realized that there are certain cryptos that could move at the speed of light, could, uh, do $50 million worth of settlement instantly mm-hmm. at half a penny, which mm-hmm. today's system would cost you lots of money, like $1,000 to mm-hmm. send $50 million. And that, that would be dependent on how many banks it has to go through as well, right? Exactly. And okay. it would ne- and 60% of the time, it would never make it. See, that number blows me away because I feel like that makes no sense. 60% of the time it doesn't make it. Like, I don't have the facts or figures to that, but I imagine that you've done your due diligence on that. Yes. Um, so, the information in, in, as regard from that comes from uh, this, she's the second most powerful lady in banking. She's the one who created the LIBOR, and I believe her name is Sammy something, or Sam something. Um, but yeah, so I got, she came out in an interview and said like Mm. this, this system that we have in place is garbage, but it doesn't always feel like, like you said, 60% is pretty high Mm -hmm. It's because these banks have insurances to Mm -hmm. cover it if it goes missing. Mm. 
but it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insurance to cover that. I feel like that's just another way to people for people to pocket money in 100%. like a, a roundabout way. Like it, it seems like there is not a whole lot of accountability on that. And I know that other countries are a little bit more corrupt than our nation, but it's like. 60% is still a huge number for for money not to make it from point A to point B. It is. It's right? absolutely nuts. But it's it's the reality that we face today. And the the interesting thing is like for anyone who's ever used cryptocurrency, they realize that they control the coins. They control mm -hmm. their own money. You're yeah. not allowing banks to custody it, which mm -hmm. means that what happens to banks if they don't have money? If they don't have your money? And then they'd be like any other business and end up going out of business. Exactly. Right. And so on that note, it's you only have custody of your coins, to my understanding, if it is in your own wallet, not yes. not on like a cryptocurrency exchange. That is a hundred percent true. Right. Because yeah. not your keys, not your crypto, and even in today's society, we have private keys. You have, mm -hmm. If you have a MasterCard, guess who holds your private keys? The MasterCard. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what happens when you lose a card? Somebody's, they got to replace it. Yeah, yeah. But how do they link your card, that they, the new one that they issue you, with your account? Yeah. They have secret to. keys to do it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, that, makes, that makes sense. Well, every card has its own specific number uh, on the front and the back of it, so that makes that would essentially be kind of like your keys to to it. I imagine that would be your public keys. And then there's, I imagine, a back end to that as yeah, well. Yeah, right? 100%. Okay, interesting, interesting. We kind of went down right before we started. You said that you kind of, what, you were approached by somebody. Do you want to dive into that right now? Ah, uh, sure. So, um, the moment I discovered this whole, this whole loop, this whole cycle of, um, just the banking system, uh, I started to realize that there is, that there was a problem to be solved, but I knew from a, uh, from a previous video that came out in the sixties from Ronald Reagan, who said, in order to control the economy, you have to control the people. Mm, and in okay. order to control the people, you have to use fear. You have to scare them out of their mind. Mm. And then I started coming into uh, uh, almost like deep diving down in the rabbit hole, so to mm -hmm. speak, of exactly what kind of fears would have to come from a banking system. Oh, okay. To scare us into it. And then that's when I got approached on Twitter mm -hmm. by a 33 degree Mason tree. Mm. Uh, and he, you ever hear that, that saying like, you know, if you give someone a fish, you mm -hmm. feed them for a day. Yeah. But you teach them how to fish and you can feed them for a lifetime. Yeah. Well, he started teaching me how to fish. In more of a symbolic way, I'm guessing. Yes. Because, so, one thing I find interesting is, like, um, most, 
most like uh, symbology strives from um, from cycles. Okay. Like uh, everything that we face today is a cycle. You have a job. Well, guess what? Your job's on a cycle. Your job is on a market, and that market is is a cycle. Mm -hmm. So, in order for you to keep your job, your cycle has to keep going up, which mm -hmm. means. Once again, the banks have to print at least 2% a year in order for you to still be in your job. Okay. So everything, everything is a cycle. It's everything, uh, symbology runs on cycles. And, um, one thing I, I always found interesting was that, um, and for your viewers, maybe they can, if they want to deep dive into this, they can too. Um, the book I was recommended to read that taught me most, I want to say 90% of everything I, I knew Freemasonry wise, it's called uh, The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Man Manly P. Hall. And I'm pretty sure you can get it on Amazon for like 50 bucks, but that's mm -hmm. besides the point. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what I found was interesting is that uh, it taught me stuff like, uh, let's say, Jesus. Mm -hmm going into Christianity. Um, we all know that Jesus was born on Christmas, 25th, right? So we're told. Right. Um, and that he uh, was crucified in Easter, right? Mm -hmm. And then he was reborn back three days later. Yeah. Um, but what they, what they don't really explain is that uh, is that Jesus is the Son of God? Well, mm. obviously they explain that, but yeah. they they spell it as S O N, not S U N. And what they don't explain all the time in in Christianity is that when they talk about the Son of God, mm -hmm. they're really talking about the Son mm. okay. of God. The S-U-N, right? And mm -hmm. how the, the sun works in cycles. And what I find interesting is that, like, once again, we obviously know that Jesus was born on 25th. Mm -hmm. And that it also correlates with the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. Which, we all know that babies are not very strong. Mm -hmm. They're just brand new to the earth. They're not super bright, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, as we work through the cycles, we come, uh, we approach the next sort of uh, uh, ticker in the cycle, which is the uh, spring equinox, and yeah. that correlates to the sun as uh, almost like a teenage year, like years. Okay. You know, getting a little bit stronger, a little bit brighter, mm -hmm. a little bit smarter. And then we work into the the, the summer, uh, which is the summer solstice, mm -hmm. which happens in June. Mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, that's like his, uh, you know, his adult life or adult years. Mm -hmm. And he and the sun is super bright, super powerful, super strong. Mm -hmm. And that's when we feel the the most heat right mm -hmm. the most uh rays that come off yeah. and then we go back into the the 
fall equinox, mm-hmm. which correlates with his elder years, mm-hmm. which he starts dying. Yeah. He starts getting weaker. Yeah. And then we go back into the summer or the, the winter solstice. And then the rebirth after that. And we repeat the cycle. Every single year. Why? This might get off topic a little bit, but why, if every kind of religion before Christianity ended up uh, relating to the sun, then why hide it behind, uh, like, Jesus being the son of God, but, like, make it out to be a person? What, what What's the purpose behind that, then? Because they needed, they needed, uh, they needed to give the people who they wanted, or the people so to speak, um, they needed to give them something relatable. Mm. They needed to uh, allow them to relate within themselves because, you know, we we think of the human race as being the most dominant race and mm-hmm. why should we think any less of the gods, right? Yeah. And um, the, the crazy part that I, I started to discover through Freemasonry was they were never hiding anything behind mm. Jesus. Mm. Okay. They were hiding it all behind Lucifer. Hmm. Interesting. Because okay. back in the day in in ancient Egypt, they they believed the Earth was flat. Yeah. So when you look at it from a flat point of view, mm-hmm. imagine seeing the sun rise every day and yeah. set. Yeah. Flat Earth. Where would yeah. you think the sun goes after it disappears? Uh, that that would be tough to really comprehend on like that level now that we we believe that the earth is is round kind of thing. So it, I I don't know. It, well, I guess it'd be kind of like uh, death then, like it would die each day. And then be reborn the next morning. Like a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting is when you put it on like a piece of paper, like a 2D flat image Mm -hmm. where you can see the sun come up and Mm -hmm. rise and you can see the sun underneath the flat earth and then come back up. You would see, you would only ever see Jesus or the son of God Mm -hmm. coming through your cycle, through your, through your skies and then disappear. And when mm-hmm. it disappears, it gets dark, it gets scary, it gets yeah. everything that night night is today, right? Yeah. And they would believe that Lucifer would take over or yeah. would, would allow the sun to go through the seven gates of hell and then come up the next day. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And when you think of it too, like, I'm a strong believer that in order to become a 1%, like the elites that run the world. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, you have to believe what only 1% are willing to believe. Okay. Or uh, um, that makes sense. Do what 1% is willing to do. Yeah. And when you get the entire populace on this idea that Jesus is the Son of God, yeah. then you start to realize that if everyone else believes it, what do you think the one percent are doing? They would believe in Lucifer. Yeah. They would worship Lucifer. Okay. Interesting. 
And Lucifer, so what I find interesting about him is that Christianity paints him as a very bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you look at Judaism, and they actually don't view him as, like, evil. They view him as somebody, like, they view him as an angel that just does the worst job because he's the only one that would be willing to do it. Right. So that that's what I find fascinating about the two religions, but they're very closely tied and similar. They are. Um, so now fill in the gaps for me there, okay. because I feel like there. Don't worry, I got. You. <laughs> I, I I feel like there's something there because it, that's quite a bit of a difference between two things that are very similar, and I imagine that there is something that you're probably going to tell us that that will fill in that blank. I will. Uh, there is. You, like you said, they seem very, very similar. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is that not every religion views them as bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that back in the 1800s, they actually outlawed uh, these certain testimonies from Christian Bibles mm-hmm. because um, they painted Lucifer almost like Jesus. Mm. And what's interesting is that when you correlate the two, you have Jesus who came down to earth mm-hmm. to sort of, uh, and quote me if I'm incorrect, but almost uh, sort of helped to uh, spread the word of God mm-hmm. to get people on God's side. Mm-hmm. Then you have Lucifer who was up in the heavens, who was kicked out because he tried to revolt and create a revolution against God. Yeah. So when he got kicked out, he came down mm-hmm. as a snake and intercepted with Eve and said, yeah. eat from the fruit of knowledge. Yeah. And you will become like God. Yeah. That, that seems pretty correct so far. So when he says, eat from the fruit of of knowledge, or the, the tree of knowledge, eat the apple from the tree of knowledge, and you will become like God. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Does that, does that not speak to you like they have the power to also be God? So, my interpretation of kind of like the biblical stories, because they said that we're formed in the image of God, right? Um, which I believe. In my opinion, what that kind of means to me is that, in a sense, that we are creators, right? And you look at at the earth, and if we didn't exist, we wouldn't have buildings and roadways and all these other, like, technologies and whatnot. So we've created all of that. If you imagine something, you are able to create it at some point in time, but you need the knowledge to to basically create those things along the way, right? You need the knowledge. That's mm-hmm. why, you, you know, you have the, the most uh, richest people on the planet. They read a minimum six hours a day. Yeah. Because the knowledge is what gets them there. Mm-hmm. It's what allows them to become like God. It's the knowledge. Yeah. And so you have these two different things. But in these old testimonies, what they don't tell you is that Jesus is, in a sense, Lucifer. 
they are the same. Okay, interesting. And what's interesting is that when you look at, once again, the flat earth, mm -hmm. the sun comes up and then sets mm -hmm. and then goes through the seven gates of hell, which is through Lucifer's domain. Mm -hmm. What happens when the sun meets the, the seven gates of hell, meets the, the point in which it intercepts and goes and sets below earth? What happens when it sets? You'll find that Jesus and Lucifer, they fade into the same person. Interesting. And they, they do that from uh, the, uh, the fall equinox mm -hmm. and the spring equinox is mm -hmm. when you see them fade into each other. And so... When I when I first found this out, when when the guy who who had located me through Twitter had sort of showed me this, and 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 told me to read this book, I will figure out everything. And he told me how to fish. I discovered that the first point in which they intercept in our cycle is the spring equinox, hmm. which happens and. Like, look it up. It happens on the 22nd of March. Okay. 3-22. Mm -hmm. Or if you look at it as, like, pillars, right, and everything happens in between the pillars, mm -hmm. then the thing that would happen before that, being in Lucifer, because I'm, a, like, say you're an elite that believes in Lucifer, mm -hmm. you're going to locate it as March 21st, which is 3-2-1. And when you reverse that, because you're doing what the opposite of what people see, mm -hmm. you get one, two, three. So when you when you look at it as like one, two, three, and mm -hmm. three, two, one, mm -hmm. and then you put yourself exactly where you want to be, which is in the middle of everything, mm -hmm. right? You put yourself in the middle of this year per se would have been February twenty second, right in the middle. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone has heard it on the news where, like, February 22nd was that second month of the 22nd day of the mm -hmm. 22nd year. And if you're paying enough attention, you'd know it's on a Tuesday. Interesting. Okay. And that was exactly how I was able to t predict the Ukraine war because it started that day. Is uh, is on the twenty second. The second one. All right. You're throwing so many numbers at me now. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a little bit of numerology, but no, fair fair enough. And you actually ended up calling it before it happened yeah. as well. Yeah. And so it was from the numerology that that you were able to see it coming. Yes. So I use numerology to figure out its date, mm -hmm. but I use Freemasonry to start. It's like Freemasonry was like the foundation of where I would base my knowledge. And so, so with the Freemasonry, you learned about symbology then, yeah, and used that and learned about uh, numerology as well to kind of put uh, two and two together. Yeah. Or you ended up in the center. Exactly. All right. And so why is the Ukraine-Russia war 
kind of uh, important pivot point? Because the one thing that came out of it almost immediately was sanctions. They're like, okay. oh my God, once again, fear. Mm-hmm. They need something, so they always use fear. So they started a war to kickstart everything. Mm-hmm. It was the starting point. And so they they put out this Ukraine war. They start it mm-hmm. on that day. And the first thing they do is they start sanctions Russia because of results. Because um, the basically our entire financial system really depends on the state. Mm-hmm. Because they're the reserve currency of the world. Yeah. So when uh, India wants to trade with uh, Iran for oil, yeah. they use it in the reserve currency. They trade yeah. in dollars. Yeah. So that's why the U.S. flourished so much and it's super dominant as far as their, their dollars because everybody's using it to trade. Okay. So you have the reserve currency. Russia wants to trade with China. Guess what? They have to use the dollar because of mm-hmm. the SWIFT system. Mm-hmm. The SWIFT system only uses U.S. dollars because that's what is dominant in. Yeah. And that's what everybody trades with. So you want to, Russia wants to trade with China. They, they like each other a lot, but yeah. they, they would prefer not to use dollars, but they have to because that's the way that the world transacts. And okay. so, uh, once Russia gets sanctioned, then they can't trade with China. They can't like bring any screwed. products in. They can't bring any products out because they're not going to give it away for free. They mm-hmm. got to charge. And if they can't use dollars, then guess what? The rest of the world's using dollars. Yeah. So they can't trade at all. It's kind of like poking a bear, though. Exactly. Right. And what's interesting, too, is like um, uh, back in August of 21, Mm-hmm. Uh, the state pulled out of Iran, mm-hmm. or sorry, uh, Afghanistan, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so did Canada and a few other different countries. Uh, but states was number one dominance, and then Canada and so forth, right? Yeah. And so when we pulled out, Taliban came in, and then boom, instant sanctions. Yeah. The first thing that happened the moment that uh, that the states had sanctioned Afghanistan was they started starving. Yeah. There was reports coming out of Afghanistan saying that families had to sell their kids to feed the rest of their family. Oh, yeah. That is Because they disturbing. had no money. Yeah. Puts you in a really tough position. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and so, essentially, it's kind of like, hey, you're not playing by our rules. Guess what? You can't trade shit. Exactly. Okay. I got you. Which now, how we're seeing that turn out for, like, Russia. They're just like, hey, guess what? Germany, fuck you. You're not getting any gas. We're going to turn that off. Yeah. Same thing with, like, like Britain and stuff like that, where it's going to – and they're going into their cold season as well. So, like, hopefully everything is fine with everybody over there and whatnot because I, I think everyone is important, right? Um, no, I, I 100% agree. But it's it, sad to see it. it. Like the true reality is that's going to continue until essentially they're, they're allowed to get back into the playground, basically. Yes. 
which is a very scary thought because I, I don't think our world leaders are essentially world leaders. I think that there is a lot going on behind the curtains. Uh, I just don't know as much. That's, that's about it. Um, <laughs> all right. So we covered the war here. Um, what kind of things do you look at that give you the knowledge to, to kind of predict or to, to see a little bit into the plans? Um, it's, it's tough. Like predicting days, days of anything is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like, Predicting the next big wide event two years before it happens mm-hmm. is hard. Predicting, sorry, predicting events is easy. Predicting days is hard. Okay, so so essentially, you can predict what like what will happen, but knowing the exact day that it happens takes work. It is more difficult. It is, and it okay. takes work. Like. Um, there are a lot of days and a lot of numbers in those days that could equal the same thing. Okay. Um, so for me, it's always been about finding days that are more significant than others. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I know, uh, back after 9-11, uh, the airports in the States, they would have days that were more probable of terrorist attacks. Okay. Interesting. They wouldn't predict the days that they happened, but they would mm-hmm. predict the probability. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's really what most people can do unless you're in the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as long as you're able to sort of use the numerology, you can predict days that make more sense than others and days that really stand out. Um, but what's interesting is, is like as these events started to unfold mm-hmm. from leaving Afghanistan mm-hmm. to uh, following the, the crypto universe uh, as far as what was going on, what certain projects were being released, mm-hmm. uh, following the WEF, the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. following the IMF. Okay. These big organizations that really like govern the world and sort of guide every every country mm-hmm. into the next thing. Following what they're putting out, how mm-hmm. they're putting it out, allowed me to sort of figure out not exact days, but exact phases. Okay. And, uh, what's interesting to figuring out the phases is like I stumbled across um, this number uh, through a Simpsons episode. It was it was mm-hmm. put out briefly and then deleted, but it was yeah. Bart writing on on the chalkboard. You see the 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 start of the Simpsons episode mm-hmm. writing on the chalkboard because he's done something bad. Yeah, and it it says um, it says. A certain cryptocurrency going to five hundred and eighty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting about five hundred and eighty nine dollars being very specific mm-hmm. was numerology adding up five eight nine came to twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, which showed me that like, okay, twenty two. I figured out that everything revolves around twenty two. You got the Ukraine war that started around twos. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, uh, then you have the year in which it starts. Mm-hmm. 
22. And the months in which the phases start mm -hmm. land on the 22nd of each month. Okay. So, um, I just like the first, there's, there's eight phases and then a repeat of the same eight phases, but they're mirrored each other is mm -hmm. what I figured out. And, um, so you have the first eight phases, which I, I started to figure out happened on the 22, the narrative would change. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so when I, I go through the eight, first eight phases, it would land me on January of this year mm -hmm. is when I put out, okay, here's my first eight phases. This is what I'm seeing. Then I mirrored it and created an entire uh, agenda. And mm -hmm. what I found to my surprise was that everything sort of fell into place as far as the agenda. And it would start um, just to sort of put it out there. Uh, it would start with the euro in in July. That's what it was. July of 21 is when the euro would, the European nation would release a bunch of information about plans that they wanted to execute as far mm -hmm. as regulation and sort of bills that would pass. Mm -hmm. Then it would come down to the states that would start uh, releasing a bunch of stuff. And then it would be... Uh, Japan, so the yen would mm -hmm. release a bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. and then it would come down to uh, the pound, the British pound, yeah, um, which would release a bunch of information as far as crypto regulations, and then there was um, there was some information that came out from I'm trying to remember, it's been a while. Uh, it would be it would come out from the European nation about unlocking value so okay. which kind of gave me the symbolism of a key yeah, yeah yeah and then it would come out to um about we need to really push regulation mm -hmm. we need to push this and it, it, there would be a lot of stuff like lawsuits that would come out mm -hmm. uh as far as certain crypto companies and that sort of symbolized to me as scale like mm -hmm. about law yeah yeah right and then it would come out to uh, the Afghanistan thing with pulling out. And to me, that was about 21 years ago, right? And it was, it was about the connection between first world and third world, like two different types of worlds. Okay. And so I got the, the idea that, uh, the symbolism from the infinity sign, mm -hmm. which would be like two different planets connecting to each other. Okay. And then, um, and then after that happened, then, Everything was done. The plans were done. And that's mm -hmm. when the return of Pluto happened was in the check mark. Mm -hmm. When everything was done, the return of Pluto. And then the plans were all set up. The narratives were all set up. The different like uh, agendas they wanted to push were all set up. Mm -hmm. And then, boom. That's when the Ukraine war dropped. Mm. Which pushed out these sanctions, which pushed out these... like. Uh, we need to we need to sanction them off the SWIFT system. We need to completely destroy their economy, and it, like people in Russia really suffered from that. Mm -hmm. And so when I when I figured out that okay now I'm actually seeing something like hitting mm -hmm. mainstream news, mm -hmm. the agendas were really being pushed out. I knew that the plans had reversed, and that this the cycles in which I had figured out, and the agendas as far as those cycles. 
just mirrored each other. And so I took what I had and I literally flipped it. And everything mm -hmm. fell through a scripture. And when it came to uh, the reverse sign of the yen, mm -hmm. um, for an example, I, I came across an article saying that every single uh, government official mm -hmm. in Japan had resigned. And when it came down to the pound, mm -hmm. what happened with uh, Boris Johnson mm -hmm. resigned. 50 other uh, representatives resigned. Like all these people were stepping down and I, I could only ask myself why. That's the big question is why. Like why would, what would end up making a whole, essentially that's a team. So what, what would make a whole team end up de like stepping down then? Um, because to me, it would only be like if there's a big scandal that everybody's involved in or something that might come out of like the dark about what they did. Now, I imagine that you have probably some sort of light you could shed on that though. Or, there is. Or, or some sort of opinion about it. It's a, it's a lot of speculation as far as a certain thing, but it's been mentioned once. Mm, okay. And when I say mentioned once, I mean like within like uh, bills that they were trying to pass, mm -hmm. or just insight uh, as far as what was coming out of these uh, politicians. And one thing I came across was something called uh, Nessera Jessera, mm -hmm. and Nessera Jessera is in a sense nostril nostril, but it's it focuses around crypto. It focuses okay. around taking the power out of certain hands and mm. putting it into every hand. So like uh, Nostril Vostril, or sorry, uh, Nestor Jessera, is, um, it's, it's about creating a level playing field. Level in what sort of sense? Because I imagine that it wouldn't be level for everyone. Um, I'm, I'm sure some people would play on like a different level then. Yeah, so the people who would play on a different level are simply, it could be anyone, mm -hmm. but it would be the people who paid attention, okay. who understood what was coming, because they would have gotten in mm -hmm. to the next the next wave, the next thing, yeah. before it happened, and those are the people who would dominate over the Nessera Jessera. Interesting. And um, so the whole level playing field is basically... It's, it's all about taking the power out of the politicians, out mm -hmm. of the banks, mm -hmm. and it's about putting it in the hands of the people. And right now, the one thing that I see is like all the, the all of these massive riots are happening in like Sri Lanka or mm -hmm. uh, Australia or China right now. And mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty sure you've seen the news of like tanks that are just sitting outside of banks right now in China because they're so afraid of people rioting and creating these bank runs and completely decimating their economy before they're ready for it to fall. Mm. And so uh, the level playing field is all about uh, allowing you yourself to be your own bank, mm -hmm. you to custody your own assets, you to control your own life, you to be free, 100% actually free. Mm -hmm. And right now, we're just given this false representation, this illusion of freedom. Fair enough. Illusion of freedom in our current system? Yeah. Okay. 
because at the end of the day, how do you make a transaction? Yeah. Which I money is like the blood that runs through the economy. Mm-hmm. When you run out of blood, you die. Mm-hmm. It's it's inevitable. So when you run out of money, the economy dies. Yeah. And so even when the blood settles or the money settles somewhere, you would end up because it's not like, moving. Yeah, you would die as yeah. well because the the blood would not circulate through your body. Yeah. So whether it's you drain the economy of their money or if you have people that are hoarding money, mm-hmm. the same thing ends up occurring. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I truly believe that the big scare event is going to have to deal with the banks and it's going to have to deal with draining the money. Interesting. Well, I know that we had kind of like an outage not that long ago. Yeah, that's and, true. And so I spoke to some people and they were like, Banks at that point in time actually didn't have cash on hand either. No. Like it was, they didn't have anything. But the week after everything was back up, they had all these new dollar bills and everything in there, which I find interesting. I just learned that today too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's strange. Mm-hmm. And I've known that some people have kind of referred to that as a test. Yes. So there, there is that as a test. But what I find really, really interesting, and this sort of like really opened up the gates for me um, diving into that, was that the World Economic Forum created a program called Cyber Polygon. And I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not heard of that. So Cyber Polygon sort of... Uh, uh, it's it's all about a mainnet testing for uh, for cyber attacks, like creating better securities against cyber attacks. Okay, yeah. So what they didn't really cover was that they actually um, they they tell you it's it's basically this this beautiful thing. Okay, mm-hmm. we need better security and cyber attacks because they're mm-hmm. happening more. Yeah. But in order for them to realize that this actually works, they have to test it. Yeah. So they created these simulations with Israel and 10 other countries. Yeah. They created simulations doing massive, massive cyber attacks on all the infrastructures. Yeah. Seeing what would happen if everything went down. And I believe that was also a test. Yeah. Getting ready for the idea of completely throwing out massive worldwide cyber attacks, mm-hmm. which is going to take us from this biological virus into a massive uh, cyber virus. Mm. And I believe that's the next big, big thing. And, you know, I've had conversations with people being like, Hey, do you guys think there's going to be another blackout and just asking people or, or sorry, Mm -hmm. not blackout, but like lockdown. Uh, Are we going to have these lockdowns again? And Mm -hmm. everyone's like, no. So when, Everybody is telling you no. That I'm going to do it only one yes. percent. Right. Which is yes. So you believe that there will be. I believe that there will be one more, and I will be. I believe it will be so massive that it will make the coronavirus mm-hmm. look like a joke. And so this lockdown would be surrounding, like what exactly? Everything. 
just, just every, and they're just like, our system doesn't work, stay home kind of thing. I think it will be a complete global martial lockdown, martial law. Mm. So the reason why I believe this is because back in, I believe it was October or November of 2022, mm-hmm. Klaus Schleid, who is the founder of the World Economic Forum came mm-hmm. out and said, pay insignificant attention to the possibilities of a massive global blackout. One that will bring down everything as far as transportation, mm-hmm. hospitals, yeah. power, everything. Everything will cease to exist. It will put us 2,000 years back in one single go. It will literally, and he says, like, it will make COVID seem insignificant Mm -hmm. to a massive cyber attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came out and said it. Yeah. At a, uh, it was at a G20 summit. Yeah. Ah, man. Some heavy stuff. Some heavy stuff. A part of me, I'm like, I hope that you're wrong. I really do. I, but, but I hope I'm wrong. But at the same time, I'm like, there are some also like terrible people out there that will do really terrible things. Yeah. Right. And so a part of me believes that that is highly probable that could happen because one thing that people like is to have control over other people, regardless of who you are kind of thing. Whether it's your your influencer or your politician or your manager or anything like that, one thing that people like is power because it is intoxicating, right? So there's kind of no doubt in my mind that uh, it is probable that we could have something like that happen. And so that would end up happening after the financial collapse then or... Kind of during the same time then. I think it will trigger yeah. the financial collapse. Because when the power goes out mm-hmm. and you have rolling blackouts, which, I mean, even if you like, did 10 minutes of research on the internet, you'd find out that there are a lot of countries who are already experiencing it. And uh, rolling blackouts are literally engulfing uh, Europe right now. Yeah. Well, Germany. It- doesn't help that those two countries heavily pushed green energy and then found out that their electrical grid could not handle running solely yeah. off green energy, which I can say that that was not planned, but I imagine that that was in the plans uh, the whole time. Same thing with like California and Texas, both have uh, quite a bit of green energy and they've experienced the same thing as well. Um, in my opinion, I feel like green energy is that quote, the, the, like solar panels, wind, uh, turbines, um, are not the way to go because they're just, it's harvesting energy, not creating yeah. energy. But even, even to create a solar panel, you need coal, you need yeah. coal to create it and you need certain metals to create it. No. Created. And what's interesting is that when you finally come out with the finished product, mm-hmm. you've already spent more energy yeah. than what it will produce in its lifetime. Yeah, which is insane. On top of that, it uses the, the most purest form of sand as mm-hmm. well to create solar panels. 
And same thing with uh, with wind turbines as well. There's a lot of rare like earth uh, metals and stuff like that go into creating those. And then they, it still has to use oil products to be lubricated and, and whatnot. So it's not that we're moving away from oil or anything like that. And another thing I find is fascinating is the people that have been pushing solar panels are actually the Kosh brothers, which are the big oil tycoons. So it's essentially like they're double dipping on a lot of the stuff. Oh, 100%. Right. Or you look at, uh, I believe it's in California, they made a solar array in the desert. And it's like, okay, that sounds fantastic because it's like it gets a ton of sun, it's really hot and everything. Although the reverse side of that, or as the sun sets and dies, it gets extremely cold to the point when it rises again. They need to warm up the solar panels with like petrol products just so that they can uh, capture the, the photons. So it's like, cool, you guys are still using oil products anyways. So it's like, you didn't do anything on, on that fact, right? And like, I've heard more disturbing facts uh, about like some of the shit that we've implemented that doesn't work properly. It's just another thing to, to spend your money on. And this, this refers more to uh, diesel trucks and like death uh, fuel, uh, fuel, fuel, fluid. Uh, and like you actually get better fuel economy if you don't use death fluid. Um, it seems like death fluid is like really, really toxic as well. And it's, it's like, thick. and it's, it's unknown for the health consequences, but the people that work at like facilities get extremely ill. Uh, highways that a lot of, uh, semis go down and they like recharge down and whatnot. A lot of the, the vegetation is being killed off along those roads, right? And what they're trying to protect against with that is when diesel burns at, like, a really high temperature, it releases, uh, like, a poisonous gas, right? Although the only time that actually happens is if you're hauling a heavy load uphill. That's mm -hmm. the only time it gets produced. Other than that, it's, like, it's fairly okay. For the most part, as long as you're not huffing in like the diesel fumes kind of thing. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, but but it's just another thing that makes me think, and I'm like, what other redundancies mm -hmm. that we that we actually have in our systems? Right. And I'm sure that there's a hell of a lot that I don't know. Like I only know a sliver of a lot of things. That's that's, that's it. <laughs> right. I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta start from that, right? Mm -hmm. Everything has to have a starting point and like I feel like 99% of people are just still sleeping they're watching their TikToks or watching their um, Kim Kardashians yeah yeah and they're not paying attention to the real the real facts that are happening like there's so many uh, food distribution uh, places that are you know growing these animals mm -hmm. for like chickens for an example or cows mm -hmm. these, these facilities are just burning yeah now, I don't know if they're burning because of forest fires or mm -hmm. if they're burning because, you know, the sun's super hot on certain days. Yeah. Or if they're burning because they're being set on fire for a purpose. Well, but, to my knowledge, because this has been brought up to me, uh, before the last couple of years, it was, I think, like 
one to, to three plants would burn down per year. In the last couple of years, it's like 17 or something like that that yeah. ended up burning down, right? which is a huge, huge difference between between those numbers. Like typically you have an average for a reason. Mm-hmm. So then what is making it so extreme or out there, right? And like you, you could say a lot of different things and one might be like it's a part of a bigger plan of uh, global um, basically getting rid of our population, like depopulation, global depopulation on the fact of like starvation, right? Or we could take it and look at it as it's another tool to use as a fear-based thing, right? And then it's like, okay, well, what comes from that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that, and that's tough for me to say because I don't have any background of looking into like symbology or anything like that. I do have a question on the matter of, uh, so a 33 degree mason, yeah. uh, to my knowledge, that would be the top rank that you can get in, in, in that. It actually isn't. Okay. It is. So I believe the, it's the fourth or fifth top. So, so it's the public, like, so then. in order to become a 33 degree mason, it's all about your mindset. It's about mm. what you believe within your mind, and that's what allows you to become it. Um, but you have to, like, you don't have to necessarily go to a school to become one. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn the teachings mm-hmm. by becoming an initiative and then okay. going through the understandings and growing your mind and allowing yourself not to be, like, "Quote unquote," prisoned by your own, your own, uh, your own bars, so to speak. Like, mm-hmm. how, like saying to yourself, "I can't do this." Mm-hmm. That is imprisoning yourself mm-hmm. and not allowing yourself to become that. And what you find that that really comes out of that is that you lose the concept of fear. Okay. You lose being afraid of the unknown. So that's the fifth highest rank. Yeah, About. it's either the fourth or the fifth. fifth I, I remember fourth. looking it up, like on okay. on the pyramid, mm-hmm. on on the triangle. It's the fourth or fifth. So my question that, that surrounds this is like, what made this guy end up reaching out to you? Like, um, what did he see in you that he was like, here you go, you could use this in your life. That that's an amazing question. Um, so, like I've never been told directly, mm-hmm. but one thing that I I, I definitely speculate on because I've thought of it is the fact that like who I am as a person. Because mm-hmm. when you create a level playing field with Nessera and or yeah Nessera Jessera, creating that level playing field, the one thing you have to eliminate. Mm-hmm is bad actors, bad people. And that's why I believe, like, all of the Epstein stuff came mm-hmm. out. All of it, like, what was it, uh, Prince An- uh, Harry or Andrew? Prince Andrew. Okay. One of, uh, one of the, one of the uh, princes to the queen was caught at Epstein's island mm-hmm. doing this whole circle of... I don't know the one by name. Uh, but it was I, one of them. I, I was told about it from yeah. my wife. She was like, "Did you know this?" And I'm like, "No, I 
I didn't. But you know what's so. you know what's interesting about if I may say you know what's mm-hmm. interesting about the whole Epstein Island mm-hmm. coming down to like these elites worshiping Lucifer. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that there is a massive statue of Moloch on this island, and Moloch is uh, Moloch is the Satanist uh, demon of child sacrifices. Oh, he, he's the guy in Egypt who had the, the different furnaces in his chest that they would sacrifice children to. And what I mm-hmm. think is interesting, once again, correlating Christian Christianity, was that all of these these uh, Christian uh, schools back in the day mm-hmm. were burning these kids and burying them. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing that came out from Canada mm-hmm. as far as worshipping this, mm-hmm. was these Christian schools burning and killing these children. Because they were sacrificing to Moloch. So what would end up being the purpose of of? Oh man, that's so fucked up. <laughs> it is definitely oh, like man. when I figured that out. But the purpose to it. What I think is interesting is like okay, you have once again the cycles of like Lucifer coming up to three, two, one. Yeah. Understanding the Ukraine war. What's interesting is that on 322, which is March 22nd, starts the rituals in the satanic, uh, in Satanism, starts the rituals for Moloch, mm-hmm. which they would all meet up mm-hmm. at Epstein's Island and sacrifice children, which is fucked up. Excuse yeah. my French. But it would start on the, the, uh, the, uh, March 23rd. Uh, 22nd and we'd go all the way to April. It would end on the 1st of April. And what's interesting is that what's interesting is, is it was an entire, I believe it was a week, in, sorry in, it might have been two weeks worth of, of sacrificing but what's mm-hmm. interesting is that once again, you have to mirror what you see. Mm-hmm. So when you mirror the cycle from the spring equinox Okay. What you come across to is the fall equinox, mm-hmm. the complete opposite of the cycle, mm-hmm. which is nine two two, which is the nine exact two. reason why two weeks into nine two two, September twenty second, yeah. I believe, is when the world will see the events. So, would it be said that? those sacrifices were done to essentially achieve what would end up happening on the back end of things. Like, what do you mean? uh, Essentially kind of like a ritual, right? Where it's like, okay, I'll explain it in, like, more science terms, right? So, like, energy can't be created or destroyed, right? Right. So, so your energy can transfer, though, right? Um, Elites are known for rituals, Right. Mm -hmm. Or in like some of the public eye, I'm not going to say everyone because not not everyone looks into it, but some of the public eye looks at um, some of these rituals and there's sometimes sacrifice involved. That's correct. Yeah. Which would be um, essentially taking the energy from one body and then sacrificing that to create something anew. Right. And so uh, being that. 
you said Moloch, right, is the god that you would essentially sacrifice children to. Right. Right. Children have a large potential energy within them. Mm-hmm. So essentially sacrificing that energy, so essentially future energy, to create events that would play out later on in the year. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally... Or am I, I, or am I stretching about, stuff? Well, um, I, like, I, I understand what you're saying. We, in, if I'm wrong, correct me. Sure. Um, what you're saying is that they sacrifice that energy that, because that energy exists still. Mm-hmm. Right, whether or not yeah. it's a spirit, yeah, or whether or not that's in some sort of aura or whatever might be the case, yeah. that that energy then transfers into events, yeah. Um, that th- there's a possibility of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, like I've always thought myself personally, is that like when they do the sacrifices, mm-hmm. they're allowing that energy rather than to become events, mm-hmm. they're allowing it to be consumed by these gods who don't hate on, on the people. Because back in back in ancient times, in like yeah. ancient Egypt, uh, you would back have in those, the Rome dynasty, sacrifices, you would have so those you sacrifices. wouldn't have plagues and stuff right, like that. Exactly, okay. Right, exactly, right? So that the gods took mercy on you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that is, that is still happening today. Interesting. But we yeah, just yeah. don't talk about it because... It's 2022. Yeah. Right? Who yeah. talks about that well, stuff? Who also, wants to hear that stuff? It'd also be frowned upon. The, the, yeah, the, the exactly, thing. right? But, you know, like, very much how slavery was abolished in, like, North America. It still exists. Yeah. Just in other countries. Well, but slavery we, was, ex- rather than abolishing it, slavery was extended to mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't get rid of slavery. We just allowed everyone to get into slavery. And fair enough. So you're basically, and I agree with you in this sense, slavery just evolved into a different form. Mm-hmm. We just don't see the bars that we put up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, oh, man. I, just, <laughs> I hate the idea of thinking about sacrificing children. It, it, it like... It kind of boils my blood because they're such innocent creatures and I don't think that anyone deserves that. Right. Um, I 100% agree. Like, fuck. when I, when I, trust me, when I found this out and I found it out because this 33 degree masonry who, um, contacted me, mm-hmm. every single, like, he never used words. Yeah. Well, he would use, one word, but it would be it would be a meaning. It would be a double meaning. Okay. It would mean something else, but also the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a picture of Moloch. And you want to know what's really, really, really messed up is that going to the symbolism of who Moloch is, mm-hmm. he is correlated to owls. Do you know oh, one shit. artist who uses an owl on the front of their covers? in front of the covers. Drake. Oh, okay. I would have never guessed that. Not like a Drake fan or anything like that. <sighs> I was thinking of uh, where do they all meet up? There's uh, you'll, you'll know this. <laughs> For whatever reason the name is the Bohemian Grove. Is that, is that, is 
that what it's called? I don't know if I have heard of this. It's wherever, there's a giant owl statue, which, like, a lot of business people and politicians go to. Honestly, the owl is symbolic for Moloch. Interesting, because they do do, like, quote, sacrifices there as well. Interesting. So, and, like, someone snuck in and actually got, like, video of it as well. It's like everyone's robed up and whatnot, and it looks like a person that was, like, wrapped up in, like, essentially, like, a gauze material and brought up on there. Yeah, so it's, I didn't know owls are a symbol of Moloch. You know, it's really crazy, too. Like, they they predict or program you through everything. One of the craziest uh, examples of that is Harry Potter. Okay. Okay, lay that on me. I I want to I want to go I want to go into that only on the fact that how popular Harry Potter has been. Uh, like, just like there's a lot of owls what, in it. There is, and, but sure. what do owls do in Harry Potter? Well, they're a messenger, right? Right. Yeah. So they send, which is kind of cruel when you message. think about it, because owls are one of the slowest birds. So it'd take them a really fucking long time to fly wherever. And those assholes have magic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so are they not also a worshiper of Moloch? The creator of it who said there needs to be owls. Is he not in sight? Does he also not worship? Do do the most richest, powerfulest people who control everything, the media, the like just everything. Are they not a worshiper? Like, and I'm not saying that I know that for a fact that oh, every single person worships it because it's an owl. But there's got there's correlation. I mean, it's everywhere, right? So it's interesting to just speculate on and think about, right? Because, like you said, there's an owl outside of this place where they were somebody snuck in and did, and they were doing rituals. Maybe. I didn't realize that that's kind of what it is. Is that the only like symbology within Harry Potter too? Is like no the the owl portion because no. that's not okay. With another one is um, the Order of the Phoenix. Okay. The Phoenix, which burns up, yeah, and then gets reborn from its ashes. Mm-hmm. And when you uh, back in 1988. There is, uh, um, there was a economics magazine that was released, mm-hmm. um, and it has on it, if you look in it, into mm-hmm. it, it has a phoenix on the front page mm-hmm. and cash all mm-hmm. around it, and the cash is on fire. Everything's yeah, yeah. burning. Okay. Right. Because Interesting. it's there. It like it's yeah. touching the phoenix. It's yeah. burning. It says. Um, uh, it says the date on the magazine, and mm-hmm. then it says also get ready for a new world currency in 1988. That's a long freaking time ago. So then uh, they must have had a lot of these world events planned way, way back when. Yes, they've been planning it methodically for years. Yeah. For years and so, years. One thing I think is interesting and like. I don't know how far back this stems, but 
I've I've talked to people that believe that like quote the the new world order or like uh, the Illuminati or whatever you do want to call kind of like elites and whatnot stem back from uh, essentially like Templars. Yes, and from from that because apparently Templar Templars disappeared or they possibly went in hiding, mm-hmm. but they had a lot of money like set aside. And I've been told that that is when they've actually planned out a lot of events into the future. Not yeah. maybe not to like where we are right now, but a lot of the the wars and a lot of the the things that kind of like progressed through history mm-hmm. was planned by these individuals. And there's a lot of like symbology behind um, Templars as well. Yeah, which I don't know a whole lot about that. But I think that that's fascinating where it's, it is, it's possible that we're living in a world that has already been pre-planned for us. Yep. Um, and you talk a lot about predictive programming. Mm-hmm. So is that essentially to get into our minds to, um, to know how we will react to certain situations as they play out? Um, or is it like showing us kind of like signs of what will happen through our entertainment? I, I believe more in the second one. Like when, when I say predictive programming, to me it's like, okay, they're going to show you this information, mm-hmm. but in, in small clips, not, mm-hmm. not all at once. Because if they were to like, straight up throw for an example if i'm just going all out there and say mm-hmm. they throw aliens on you mm-hmm. out of nowhere no like movies that have aliens mm-hmm. no idea of alien what an alien is yeah we we'd go in such a like an anarchy that we would kill each other off yeah we just lose our shit <laughs> yeah so they 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 force they spoon feed us Mm-hmm. this information over a very, very methodically long plan of time mm-hmm. so that when they finally introduce the idea and here's the actual finished thing, mm-hmm. we're ready for it. Interesting. It's kind of messed up that people may know a lot more about the world or the existence of things that aren't privy to the public eye. Uh, being that, well, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that people wouldn't be able to handle it. You just look at how crazy our politics is on, like, both sides kind of thing, where it's like you can't talk to, to one another because someone's going to, like, freaking blow up at each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Have you, have you heard or seen of the card game? which is like the Illuminati card game. I have not. Oh, you haven't? No. (laughs) I have a lot of card games. (laughs) Have you ever looked it up? I have not. What is it called? I think it's the Illuminati card game. I'll I'll Mm. send you a picture of the back of one of them. Yeah, for sure. Please. Because it's actually like... I only have a few of the cards because my one good buddy actually bought like it, but he would give out just like cards to his friends and apparently it's like events that 
are going to unfold kind of thing. Okay. But it's done in a card game where you're able to play these cards as like Magic the Gathering esque or like like other card games like that, right? Where That's interesting. Yeah. And, and so then it has like all these things. And so one card that I have is Witch, right? Okay. But it's... It, W period I period right so it's like right. all the all the letters are broken up so it's like an organization mm-hmm. and so like I haven't actually looked into that but what if you can correlate that numerology wise have you ever decided to correlate it to the letter or sorry the oh, the number in which okay. in the, the alphabet so if it's no. W I, whatever twenty five yeah. or yeah 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 so so twenty four Okay. And then if it's double digits, add them together. I never thought about that. Maybe you might get dates. Never thought about that, honestly. There's also one that looks like a trucker convoy. So, Well, I mean, we had one of those. <laughs> Interesting enough, right? Like, yeah. oh, man. Oh, uh, let's see. That's I'm, just, I'm getting kind of nervous just, like, going through this topic. Because I'm like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things here, and it's a lot of pieces. But it's years and years and years of pieces. Yeah. And you have to connect them all, otherwise you're lost, quote unquote, in the stars. Interesting. Trying to figure out how to connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is, uh, yeah. So we covered the war. We're saying that there's going to be a banking collapse pretty soon here. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of, and I just just need to look up the name here, because I thought this was really interesting. Um, Have you heard of the the Shemitah cycles? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. And so that's what I kind of like told you as we were walking up to this place, right? Is that someone brought that up to me last yeah. Friday? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she she was like, okay, well, there's gonna be this this financial collapse because of these cycles and blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen to this person, and he'll kind of like explain what what's going on. So does that tie into kind of this as well? Yes. But, okay. But it is not. It's a double meaning. Mm-hmm. If you take it at face value, okay. you will be lost. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Because what's interesting is that, and when I say like if you take it at face value, mm-hmm. when does it start? Oh shit! Okay. Well, first off, I'm when gonna is day I'm, number I'm, one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain this a little bit. Okay. So it's from the Torah, right? Which would be mm-hmm. the Jewish book. It's a seven-year cycle. Right. Um, but it's like multiple seven year cycles to right. my understanding. And when it first started, oh fuck, I don't even know when, when like the, the very first portion of it started. But uh, like but, within the year, like what's the day in this year oh, that it's going to start? I fucking, I fucking like, uh, it's the 20th. 25th, I want to say it is, of, like, September, that it, it either, like, starts or finishes on, like, that day, or the 24th. Somebody was telling me, because I, I honestly heard this through uh, uh, 
through a buddy of mine because I didn't even think about it, but I heard mm-hmm. it through a buddy of mine, uh, Tyrell. Shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> um, I heard it through him, and I was thinking about it and stuff. He told me, and I, I never really bothered to look it up because mm-hmm. I wasn't too sure, but he told me it started on November 30th. Okay. Of this year is when, mm-hmm. and it goes to like the 15th or 18th of December. Okay. But what's interesting is that it say if that is that is because Shemitah doesn't won't correlate to the collapse, mm-hmm. but it, what it will correlate is uh, to the resolution that comes out of the collapse. Okay. Yeah, um. Yeah. So because we're like technically we'd be finishing up like right. a cycle here right away. Right. Like I don't know too much about it because I like. I just learned about it, and I, like, quick, quickly read about it, listened to some videos. So we're, like, coming to the end of right. of one here soon. So the Shemitah in the Jewish, from what I understand, is really just, like, the New Year's Day okay. of the year for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically, um, it's basically the day before it starts mm-hmm. is the New Year's Eve. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, you have that, but... Uh, and say say what I've been told is correct. Mm-hmm. It starts on the 30th of November. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is like taking that at face value, you may not necessarily know or you, you might not really understand the exact dates because yeah. nothing will ever be in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So if you take it numerology-wise as 11, yeah. um, what I find interesting is that the one thing that is a complete lie since birth mm-hmm. is our month. Mm-hmm. For an example, you have September, the month we're in today. Mm-hmm. September, if you break it down, you know, writing back in school, you write mm-hmm. SEP for short or mm-hmm. whatever, right? SEP actually is seven. Yep. Then you have AUK, which is eight, yep. NO, which is nine, yep. and DES, which is ten. Yeah. So the complete months that we're on aren't actually correct, yeah. but they correlate with the zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. They fall under the same number of whatever, one being uh, Aries, right, mm-hmm. of the zodiacs. And um, but when you reverse it, you go from seven being the month to nine being the actual what you're told. Mm-hmm. You reverse it; it's the eleven. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. So we're actually in the planned 11th month, which you have 30, which it starts, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe that the New Year's is planned in the Shemitah for the 30th of this month. So I believe that whatever events kick off the end of the cycle will happen before the 30th. And I believe that the new world that we're going to enter the uh, quantum era yeah. will start by the end of this month. This is so much information to try to get. It is, yeah. It's it's a lot, man. Like Most oh, people no. don't really understand it. And if you don't take the time to really break it down, understand where we are, where we're going, the numbers that follow it, like everything is a number. Number, yeah. like I, back in high school, I read a book actually called Zero. Okay. And it's all about how numbers are the one language that you can communicate with any type of species, whether or not they speak English, 
or okay. some sort of other foreign galactical language. It doesn't matter. Numbers communicate through everything. Interesting. Okay. Which is why it's so widely used. It's why it's so important. Mm. I haven't thought about that before. But um, one individual that, that said, if you want to understand things, you want to you want to think of uh, the numbers you want to use are like three, six, and nine. Yeah. Right, which would be Nikola Tesla ended up saying that. Yeah. And thinking about the world through frequencies. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is kind of interesting, and it's interesting how all of his research kind of disappeared and whatnot because he was trying to make like free. Well, he did make free electricity, mm -hmm. but then. If you do that, it kind of ruins how the world would have ended up being. Yeah. Right? No, 100%. So, is there any significance between be, behind like 3, 6, and 9 there in is, symbology? There's even significance behind Tesla. Okay. I'll shed some light on if you like. Absolutely. So, 3, 6, and 9 correlates with, uh, with a cycle. Mm -hmm. And... When you correlate it with the months in, in which they represent, you have, uh, once again, the different equinoxes and the solstice that land on those. But it's, it's all about quarter increment. So, like, mm -hmm. uh, anyone who invests in the stocks, they get quarterly uh, updates on their investments, which mm -hmm. happen on 3, 6, and 9, mm -hmm. and 12. Okay. And what's interesting about 3, 6, and 9 is that they are basically the markers which correlate with all numbers. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have uh, a triangle mm -hmm. that has three different sides. Yep. Each one, each pivot is a 3, 6, and a 9. And if you can give me one sec, I will explain sure. that. Two seconds. Uh, so, All right. here's a triangle. Pretty basic, right? You have the three different sides. Mm -hmm. So you have the point up top mm -hmm. and the two left, uh, the left point and the right point. Yeah. What's interesting is that you can make, um, you can make, I believe, there's, it's, it's a, search for the P. It's a theory that was, that came out of. That's like the pipe. Yeah, 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 theory yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so I'm like reaching deep into my my noggin for like high school shit. <laughs> so basically, it's like this, if I'm doing it right. But what's interesting is that that correlates oh, okay. that correlates with the sun because the theory is that there's dots like this all around it. So mm -hmm. you you have a hexagon, right? And each point of the hexagon within the triangle has a point. Mm. And then in the center of it, there's a point. Mm. And it's called the Pythagorean theory or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you draw out from the center dot that it's has no lines. triangle within triangles. Right. It's a triangle within triangles within triangles. Yeah. But each, from the center pivot, each line that comes off of it. Yeah correlates with the rays of the sun. Okay. And that's why 3, 6, and 9 is so important yeah, when it yeah. comes to the sun. 
Okay. The sun, the stars, the moon were everything to these people. Yeah, yeah. Because they had no way of explaining it. Yeah, yeah. Which is why three, six, and nine has importance because yeah. it was about um, it was about the way in which all frequencies, all beings, all matter, everything mm-hmm. could correlate under this theory. Hmm. Which is why three, six, and nine have such significant importance today. Yeah. And to touch base on the whole Tesla thing, um, Tesla created something genius, and these these massive corporations didn't want it out because mm-hmm. of the situation. But what he created was beyond anything you could ever believe, and mm-hmm. they never let it out. Mm-hmm. And now, because we're entering this new era, this mm-hmm. quantum era, mm-hmm. we're we're slowly being shown the truth. Mm-hmm. And for the past 30 years, these elites have had a technology that would have saved so many lives today, mm-hmm. but they didn't allow us to have it mm-hmm. until now. And the reason mm-hmm. why now is because they have to release this technology because they can't suppress it anymore. And the technology I'm talking about is, uh, uh, is found within something like, for an example, med beds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, heard much about med beds. Med beds. Sounds familiar, but but I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay, so back to the whole predictive program thing. Mm-hmm. You ever see like uh, a good relatable show like uh, Dragon Ball Z? Okay. You know how like they get damaged and hurt and yeah, yeah, they yeah. go into these chambers mm-hmm. full of water with a mask on mm-hmm. and, and regenerate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is basically a med bed. Okay. It uses sounds and electricity in Water helps the electricity to flow. Mm, so it allows, because okay. our entire beings, the things that hold us together, the things that create the ideas, mm-hmm. the things that repair us, everything is on an electrical mm-hmm. current. If you, say for an example, you injure your knee. Yeah. You have, sorry, Tesla figured out you have two different types of frequencies, mm-hmm. masculine and feminine frequencies. Mm-hmm. So everything Right, like when you're first born, everything uh, resonates within a masculine frequencies. Okay. So when say you injure your knee, mm-hmm. your frequency from that masculine frequency mm-hmm. drops into your feminine, mm-hmm. and it waves into the feminine until it can repair itself back up and push that frequency back up into the the masculine wave. Interesting. So what Tesla figured out was that he knew a way to bring back up those frequencies mm-hmm. quicker. Mm. And he knew how to do it all the time. And so you get cancer. Yeah. That's your cells, your skin cells dropping into that feminine wave. Okay. Yeah. So if you're able to push that cancer cell back into the masculine wave, it cures you. Have you heard of individuals that have cured their cancer by visiting sacred sites that have um like healing frequencies i have yeah and i think that that that's pretty amazing so would that be essentially what he was uh he figured out or like in a in an essence yes okay so it, in a way it's kind of like ancient technology being like rediscovered right it's been so suppressed from our mind because we're like, oh, we have cancer. Well, guess what? I'm going to die. There's no way of saving. Me. Well, every time that 
frequency has been brought up because there's another scientist that has done that where you you lay in like a bed of water and he sends frequencies through your body and it cured a lot of ailments. Every time this has been brought up in history because multiple different people have brought it up in different times, they either go like missing or end up dead or, or something along those lines. Hopefully it doesn't have an ass when this comes up. <laughs> Better, better get insurance. Is that right? Yeah. Life insurance. Yeah, yeah. Get some, get some real good I life guess. insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I know where I'm calling anymore. <laughs> uh, you, you got a few days. You know, it will take me a while to edit it. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, but I just think that the, the idea is interesting, and there is a uh, like I was following a little bit of Trump's investments, mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and. What's interesting is that he actually has a, a, a small fortune of, of his investments mm-hmm. in MedBed technology. And so, so, coming, so there, there, there's companies that are creating it, creating it as we, as we're talking. As we speak, there is okay. actually one company specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact name, yeah. but I know how to find it. Okay. But there's this one uh, lady who runs this company who works with amazing scientists, who's come out on YouTube, mm-hmm. who's had conversations with people who wanted to interview her. Mm-hmm. She does not let anyone talk to the doctors because yeah. of the whole privacy aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is slowly, as the technology is being worked on, she's mm-hmm. allowing information to come out from the doctors without the doctor showing their face. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, she is uh, putting together three different med beds that they're testing currently in um, in Mexico because they have less regulations and laws mm-hmm. against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're able to do more. And I know that there's another company that's also doing the same thing in Australia interesting. currently. And but what's interesting is that with this technology, like coming back to the whole Klaus slide thing of like hospitals are going down just that idea alone Mm -hmm. what are they going to replace Mm -hmm. right yeah well they're going to need some sort of technology that can heal us because i mean we need a medical science right essentially okay well i could see this going well we have ai or like robots that can do like very invasive surgeries right and then you could probably just pop that person into a med bed until they like heal up and they probably would heal up pretty right. quick then because you don't have to like actually open a complete human up then. Right. So that, that, that would be really interesting. No, and I agree with that. And um, there's a, you've heard of CERN, right? Yeah. So CERN was testing uh, antimatter and matter and colliding them. Yeah, to create different types of um, chemical co- or different compounds or different yeah. elements. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I find interesting, I truly believe they're going to come out with out of this, is that they're going to come up with uh, exactly how the human body is able to hold the cells together. Mm. And when they figure that out, yeah. if they can tie that into med beds, yeah. Then they're going to be able to reconstruct our body. Oh, interesting. In the med bed, you yeah, lost yeah. a limb. Guess what? You can grow it back. Fair, fair enough. And there, there, there's certain lizards that can regrow their tails and stuff like that. 
Exactly. Right? Right? So, so it is. It could technically be possible. Yep. Right. Another interesting thing too, just to tie into that, uh, the lady who I was following, who's creating this company, mm-hmm. she said that the possibilities are so unknown. It's it's massive. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to learn an entire language, you can mm-hmm. go into this med bed. They can pro like they can send the the ways, the information, the knowledge mm-hmm. into your mind, and you can learn an entire language fluently mm-hmm. in an hour and a half. What? And all it would take was sleep. What? That's that's like a, a bit too much. <laughs> it, an hour and a half yeah. where 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 you'd be fluent in a different language. Yeah. Just instantly, uh, essentially, like yeah. comparatively to learning it naturally to to doing that. Yes. It's almost instant. Because everything runs through those those frequencies, and when you're able to tap into it, what? like a hundred percent, you can do it. You can learn anything you want, knowledge wise, in that time. And it, she says that it only takes an hour and a half. My brain's a little bit broken on that one. <laughs> just, just, just a bit. But that's that's where we're going. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of an episode of Doctor Who where it's like the one guy like goes to the future with with him and then he like gets that surgery where he can just like download information. Well, think about it. Brain chips are coming out. I don't want one. But think if 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 you're I, even if you're I, able to download it into a brain chip, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. an hour download gotcha. and you got an entire language. But yeah, I, I like I don't know how many people are going to go off the hot, but if you think about it over time, I bet you when cell phones first came out, not mm-hmm. everybody wanted one. Mm-hmm. Well, people now don't every want... single person has one. Yeah, but a lot of people don't want their smartphones now, anyways. Yeah, they're like, "Fuck it, I hate it." Right. So, I think that that's interesting. But before we get off the topic of like uh, body healing and stuff like that, have you heard of Brown's gas? I have not. Okay. Um, essentially, it is um, taking water and you separate it into two products, right? So you have your oxygen and hydrogen, and uh, it would be uh, apparently we actually lack in hydrogen. Like, there's not enough hydrogen in our. I have heard that. Yeah. So that actually, if you inhale it, it helps your body. Uh, heal faster as well interesting like scar tissue it helps your hair it helps like a ton of different things and so it's basically they use electrolysis to split apart the 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 elements of the water and then you just like inhale inhale it, it and why that's, not that's insane yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah so i'm like that's interesting i haven't like researched it a ton and plus if you want to do that and get like a machine it's like two three grand basically yeah I'm just like, fuck, that'd be nice, but... Uh, Wait, but if there's know. not enough hydrogen, mm-hmm. then in, in like you think atmosphere. it would be... Oh, just in the atmosphere? In the atmosphere, yeah. So so Brown's gas, you have like concentrated hydrogen that you'd be like breathing in. Apparently, it gets you like really energized as well to the point where you might not be able to sleep. <laughs> so, I don't know. I it's think... the yeah. new uh, energy drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Well... 
just inhale. Uh, at least it, it won't like blow up your heart. Right? That's true. That's, uh, there's that. Well, I don't know what the, the the side effects would be. I haven't like researched it into it far enough to know if there is any like health issues long term kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, but I think that that's fascinating. Um, shit, it's gonna be amazing the technology that does come come out because we are on like a exponential climb upwards on yep. on our technology as well uh which already i feel like i can't keep up to a lot of things i'm just like this is freaking insane yeah all right all right we kind of stumbled off a little bit into little bit. into different territories here um now we were talking right before the podcast about different symbols such as like the heart and like rainbows and um things like that do you want to dive oh, into yeah. that, to a lot of that stuff so um uh so starting at the ukraine war again um i had posted on my instagram channel which i had taken down for certain reasons uh maybe we'll dive into that later but um i I called out that the storm that a storm was coming, mm-hmm. and whether or not that storm is something like ferocious, like an actual storm, you know, mm-hmm. thunder and rain and and uh, nothing. Uh, but so when the Ukraine war happened, I said a storm like the storm is arrived about yeah. uh, on the nineteenth. And I said that a st- the storm is, has arrived, it has started. And yeah. um, then I posted a picture of the Ukraine flag on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, because back to 589, everything started on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so what I found interesting was that with everything being planned out and, and everything within cycles, um, as we went through the storm um, and that everything slowly started calming down, softening the media as much uh, Mm -hmm. about this Ukraine war came into the LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. And um, as everybody knows that the symbolism for LGBTQ is rainbow. Mm -hmm. And what happens after a storm? Well, there's a nice pretty rainbow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting to sort of theorize on because um, it starts once again, three six, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and nine. It's LGBTQ. The whole thing starts on the third of June, three and six. Okay. Right, and then mm-hmm. carries into nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine being September, right? And so, um, but as the rainbow shines, the sun comes out, mm-hmm. and it's interesting how it happens just before the summer solstice, which I found super interesting as far as the cycles of the sun. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but what I find interesting too is like uh, back back in the day, bef- uh, back in ancient Egypt, they they had a god uh, a god called um, Queen Isis. Okay. Yeah probably heard of her yeah 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 so um queen isis and king osiris mm-hmm. 
they, uh, as Osiris died, uh, there's 360 days of the year, and mm-hmm. Queen Isis changed it to 365. Okay. Which, which offsets the cycle by five days a year. Yeah. So you have five days a year that is being offsetted. So if you really think about it, our summer solstice used to be um, in August and would happen under would happen at the last day of Leo. And if you ever think of a tiger mm-hmm. and its big fur on its head, it looks mm-hmm. like a sun. Okay. Which is an, another little piece of symbolism as far as uh, what our, our cycles used to be. Yeah. And so when everybody's looking at the summer solstice as mm-hmm. a sun, I'm not. I'm looking yeah. at Leo. So Leo ends... In the mm-hmm. summer solstice, the day for the summer solstice is on August 22nd, hmm. which is the 22nd day. And what's also interesting is that when you carry the whole agenda, the plan, from August 22nd to September 22nd, which mm-hmm. we're in currently, yeah. that is the time in which I think that the massive looming uh, events are going to take place is once again on the last day, yeah, September yeah. 22nd. But, but here's the thing. That is just an indicator of the start. That is the indicator, once again, like the 22nd being the indicator mm-hmm. of uh, the Ukraine war for in, Feb- in February. The sanctions didn't happen until like, two, like a week or two later. Right, so like the events may unfold afterwards, but it's the starting point that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So September twenty second is when I believe the start will happen, but I believe that the Illumi collapse using numerology will happen overnight between the twenty third and the twenty fourth mm-hmm. because of sixes. And when you look yeah. at the twenty fourth, is the day the collapse, like mm-hmm. a full day, not just a half day, but a full mm-hmm. day that the collapse is in place. You look at the day is, um, so the day being the 24th, which two plus four is six. Mm-hmm. And then 2022, mm-hmm. obviously zero doesn't equate to anything. Mm-hmm. So the two, 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 which is six. Yeah. And then you have nine for the month, which reversed is also a six. No, triple six. Triple six. All right. Interesting. Hell's going to break loose. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just blow around the edges, you know? Just no, but <laughs> what's, what's interesting, too, if if I can add to that, is uh, Denver. I don't okay. know if you've ever been there. No, I've never been there, no. no. Okay. No. So Denver Are we going to talk in... about the airport? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about the airport? Oh, you, you don't know about the airport? Not at all. Oh, man. Okay, check out, like, the Denver airport because there's a whole bunch of, like, cryptic murals. Mm, where it's like, you know, like, uh... I might have actually have seen some, actually. Okay, well, I'm going to start on the outside, though, because, like, their statue outside is, like, a horse with, like, red eyes. Right? Uh... 
the creation of it or like when they were putting it up it actually like fell over and like killed the person all right so, um, so right there you got your sacrifice going right. <laughs> boom uh apparently there's supposed to be like a secret base underneath it mm. right and, and like i can't go into detail about it because i'd get a lot of things wrong right but then you have like a whole bunch of like of these cryptic murals around like the airport right one being like a apocalyptic kind of style uh rundown um city where there's like a ton of people with like gas masks on and stuff like that and like it's yeah it's pretty messed up if you if you like it sounds pretty messed up google sounds it like and that kind of party. <laughs> yeah no it's, it's it's interesting i i get a kick out of like those things and whatnot yeah but sorry about denver though okay so uh denver interesting just before 9-11 mm-hmm. they were giving out and you had like in order to understand this, you have to understand Denver. Nothing terrible ever happens in Denver as far as, like, catastrophic events. Like, there's no really? tsunamis. Okay. There's no earthquakes. Okay. There's no tornadoes. Okay. Like, it is, like, no catastrophic events. Okay. But, for some reason, on the 10th of September, they were... And the 24th mm-hmm. of September, they're handing out bug-out bags. Of what, this year? This year. The 10th and the 24th. Weird. And if I can play a video real quick, Mm -hmm. I have a video of politicians in Germany coming out and admitting something, if I may play it. Sure. Sure, why not? I just want to say a real quick thing about, like, the the whole Shemitah cycle as Mm -hmm. well. So. German government telling people oh, sorry no it's all good so seven years back it would have been 20 what 2015 i don't i don't remember the event that happened there but every time there's like the end of the cycle our stocks will like drop down okay before that and that would be 2008 housing crash mm-hmm. uh before that 20 like 2001 9-11 yeah right and so it goes in those seven year cycles where at the end of the cycle something terrible ends up happening yeah, which is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. I just had to throw that in there because no, I, was, I was like, I I feel like that's kind of relevant for a lot of those things. But let's hear what these German politicians have to say. All right, so this is a guy who's going to explain it because I don't know about you, but I don't speak German unless okay. I stub my toe. So uh, I'm going to let this guy sort of translate, but yeah. he's going to he's going to explain it to you. Extremely interesting about the date September 24th. There is a strange connection to this exact date, September 24th, 2022, and a warning given out by the government of Germany. Here, let me play the clip. It's in German, so I'll translate it for you. Liebe Kolleginnen und Kollegen, dieser 
<laughs> the stage is being set. But why, like, to me, I'm like, why would the government of Germany come out and say this will be a day in which you remember what you were doing? You know, I told my mom about that. Yeah. And she's like, I don't get it. And I said, okay, so what were you doing exactly during 9-11? Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I was taking care of the twins. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. Yeah. It's coming. And oh, this is fuck. something you can't stop. It does not matter. It does not matter what you try to do to stop it. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. And it's, 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 so I'm surprised it's not already here. Yeah, yeah. And when the event rolls out, so yeah. it's a massive catastrophe. Yeah. Um, Everything. I don't care if you own a car, a house, you own stocks, you own mm. real estate, whatever the case is, everything on the planet, cryptocurrency, you own yeah. every, any type of cryptocurrency, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter because every little thing, every yeah. big thing, every medium thing, everything yeah. is going to zero. Yeah. Hmm. Including the ones that will survive. But that comes back to 1988. The phoenix. Yeah, yeah. the phoenix reborns from its ashes. Yeah, Everything yeah. will die. Yeah. And the, there's only one specific thing, a new currency. Yeah. That will rise from that ash. Yeah, yeah. So that would end up being um, kind of like the new reserve currency then. Exactly. Whatever yeah. kind of currency they decide to be uh, fast Mm -hmm. and cheap and scalable something that we can mm -hmm. all use that is the currency that will survive yeah yeah yeah. that's the one that will come from the ashes i feel like they probably have that already planned and they know what they're going to be using i would agree um and if people have been following like court cases and stuff then they might already also know what that is right because it's been interesting that Certain cases have got moved up as well. Yeah. So, which may fall into the plan, but all that is theory until proven. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to predict, right? But the, the once again, the events are easy to predict. I've known for a long time that there mm -hmm. is a looming collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so hard to predict the exact date. Unless sure. you have inside knowledge mm -hmm. or you use some laid out scheme that they're using to communicate each other. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that communication is through numerology. You know what I find very interesting about this last past year mm. is the amount of heat that uh, a lot of countries have got or like the drought mm -hmm. that a lot of places have. And apparently China is having like the worst drought that they've had in like like historically the worst drought that they've ever had right right and so it's just interesting that that's the case before maybe the floodgates get opened and all this gets renewed um and so Kind of where I'm going with this, is, and like some people are going to be like, you're fucking nuts. Right? <laughs> you uh, jump too many rabbit holes. <laughs> maybe, right? Well, it kind of goes into like HARP and what uh, mm. what people theorize what HARP can do. And yeah. that's basically 
some people think that it can control the weather, right? And so maybe I don't know enough about science to, to be, be able to say anything about that. But if one was able to essentially control the weather to kind of play out certain scenarios across the planet, why wouldn't they, mm-hmm. right? And being back in like, uh, what is it, like the 1800s, they actually knew how to make earthquakes, right? Oh, no, no one's going to actually tell you that, though. No. Right. They don't want you to know that. Yeah, but they could. They could make it. It's actually yeah. pretty fucking brilliant on, on how they did it. And I kind of wonder, like, how they came up with that idea. So do you think so, they're creating drought? I think it could be a possibility. Right. Um, I don't, I can't say for sure, but we've had a lot of unusual weather patterns over the last few years mm-hmm. and, and like it's going to be claimed that it is because of climate change but my problem with that type of thinking is that you go back like to what is it like the 60s or something like that and they're like oh global cooling we're going to have another ice age and then it's like 10 years past and then it's something else 10 years past it's something else and then it's like Global warming. Oh no, we're going to lose the ice caps in 10 years. And that didn't fucking happen either. And then it's like, oh, climate change. So my problem is like, if we can't predict it five years out, hell, if we can't even predict it a couple years out, then it's like, where are you basing your evidence on? Right. And some people have told me recently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it seems like our ice caps are actually expanding, like freezing more. So it's like, Yes, there is change going on. Do I believe that it's created by us in the fact of the matter that we're releasing carbon into the atmosphere? No, I don't believe that Mm -hmm. because essentially uh, carbon is very important for plant life. And what they do with greenhouses is they actually pump it, pump more carbon into, into like greenhouses, like carbon dioxide into greenhouses for plants to grow faster. So True. so essentially a lot of a lot of people are saying that we don't even have enough carbon in our atmosphere. We're not even at a high point of carbon no. in our atmosphere. You know, uh, I had come across a guy like a scientist, PhD mm-hmm. like top of his class. Yeah. He um he was saying that like climate change makes no sense. Yeah. Because Having these these rays in mm. the sun, yeah. these greenhouse gases, come through our atmosphere. Yeah. Like our our ozone layer is not a one way yeah. one way only. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't just come in without being able to go out at yeah. any point in time. Yeah. Like there's nothing stopping it. Yeah, we have yeah, an yeah. ozone layer, but that keeps that keeps everything in place on the earth. Yeah. Right? Our, the photon rays or the the greenhouse gas rays can still leave. Yeah, yeah. So if we're facing these massive droughts, yeah, maybe there's the possibility that it's being created. But what if it's just a natural cycle of the planet? Yeah. So I believe that more than anything else. It's, it's just it, 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 our planet is hotter because our planet mm-hmm. is shifting plates, or yeah. it's um, just a natural cycle where our planet needs to heat up yeah. and then cool down. And yep. then heat up. 
and then cool down. And so like my what I how I think about that is that we haven't been around long enough mm-hmm. in our modern society to actually track what the world does over yeah. a long period of time. So can we be mistaken in being like it's this, it's not that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But to entertain the idea of both I feel is the proper scientific, like scientific method to go down yeah. because then it's like you're not ruling anything out until you can prove it definitively. Right. I was reading in uh, in the Freemasonry book, the one that I mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm. secret uh, teachings of all ages, mm-hmm. that the truth lies um, in between both uh, – in between both the truth and the lie that's that's where it lies and mm. in between the truth and the lie you'll find reason and i believe okay. reason is where the ultimate truth lies yeah, right yeah. it's it's allowing yourself to be like okay well there's this possibility and there's that possibility mm-hmm. but in between both mm-hmm. that's really what happens well, that's like saying that there's two sides of a story, and yeah. typically it's somewhere in between. Yeah. And if All you right. go to your life looking for reason, yeah, on on all aspects, you'll often find that you're not clouded by the by one side or another. That you'll have a clear mind in the situation because you found reason, and that comes down to the the mind, the body, the spirit, right? Mm. Which and actually. Three, right? Um, once again, a triangle, right? Yeah. Um, but also another interesting fact too, uh, just about Freemasonry is like they used three different colors to depict these things, and okay. they're solid colors. Mm-hmm. You have blue. You can't create blue. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which would represent the sky. Okay. Then you have yellow. You yeah. can't create yellow. Which yeah. would represent the earth, and then mm-hmm. you would have red. Yeah. Which would represent Davy Jones's locker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it would represent the seven, or it would represent Lucifer, Hell, or whatever you okay. want to call it. I was gonna say the sun, which I guess in turn would be Lucifer, the light bringer, anyways. Yeah, exactly, right. Okay. And that's another thing too is like, there's so much correlation. Like God or Jesus is called the uh, the sun, right? The son yeah. of God. Yeah. And uh, Lucifer is called the morning star. Yeah. They're both the same thing. Shit, I didn't think of it that way either. I feel like we're going to piss off a lot of Christians. But that's just it. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. Another thing interesting too, to six and nine, hmm. is that in both the Satanic uh, Bible and the Christian Bible, hmm. they often speak quite a lot about as above, so below. Yeah. Six and nine. Yeah. And that's oh. why I was able to depict, like, when I figured out the first segment of my agenda yeah, yeah. that it was reversed because as above so below but reversed that's why oh. often most things are mirrored interesting which is why you have illuminati yeah yeah six and nine yeah yeah the date in which this happens happens on the ninth month in the sixth day or the sixth as in two and four yeah yeah you combine those it, I, another right. thing that's interesting when you really really deep dive in it the whole queen's death. If you look at the numerology side of it, she did 70 years in service. Okay. Seven. Cycle. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Every seven years, there's a smita. Yeah. A cycle. A and, new. And seven also represents completion. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what's also interesting? She was 96 years old. Nine and six. And know what's also interesting? When you look at numerology, she did 200. So she did 70 years. Yeah. And 214 days of service. 214 days. Okay. Two, 14. Yeah. You get seven twice in 14. Her death was planned. You think so? 100%. Because there, I, I'd come across tweets in, uh, in Twitter from people in the know who use numerology mm-hmm. who predicted her death January of this year and said that she will die September 8th. Really? Yes. And what's interesting is that they didn't, those tweets didn't really come to light until about the 10th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like, holy shit, this guy got it right. And then now he's posting, now I have your attention. Here's, here's what's coming next. And it's exactly what we're talking about right now. It's the financial collapse. So not only did he call the Queen's death almost a year early, he's also calling for the financial collapse. Right. But but he, he said that after the Queen died, being like, okay, now that you guys know that I'm like... Yeah, now that I have your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And would he... would. So you said he's in the know then, as a okay, not in the in, know. in the know as in like he knows how to break down like numerology and the symbology so that he can find out the events of when they're gonna on occur. the days because okay. there are certain days that stand out more than others like nine eleven yeah 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 when you need uh, to call for help what yeah. number do you call nine one one right like well, everything is so pre programmed yeah yeah yeah. Right, so it's like every everything everything is there's a way to connect everything, but if you don't know how to talk in that language, you don't know how to communicate numbers, yeah, yeah. then you don't understand, and you you'll be lost. You'll be looking at the stars for days I think trying to it, figure it out. I think that it's kind of interesting that you have two different people uh, on like the conspiracy front of things. You have people that look at the past past and they're like follow the money follow the money and so like they understand that something is happening mm-hmm. right and then you have people that seem like they're fucking bad shit crazy because they're like take this number you do this and then this and this and then this symbol actually means this yeah and, it, and it's like a lot of people write them off as like insane yeah but it's like of course you would do something like that if you don't understand the topic. Yeah. Right? That's like if we go back in time and uh fucking what's his name? There's a fantastic mathematician. Um and it's like ancient fucking Greece too. Oh, why is he he evading my mind? Okay. Uh, it's not uh copper we, or something. We we can just use Nikola Tesla in this. Okay. All right. Instead, because I actually remember his name. <laughs> um, so, so essentially, if we went back in time and went and visited him in his workshop, pretty much anyone would go, "You're fucking nuts! Like you're crazy for for trying to attempt all this stuff." But he is also the individual that made a lot of our technology 
possible. Whether it's so like he's the person that actually invented like our electrical grid. Yeah. Right. He also is one of the contributors of like wireless technology as well. Mm-hmm. Radio. It's like almost everything that we have based our technology on goes back to Nikola Tesla. Without Nikola Tesla, we'd have no Edison. Yeah, yeah no, that's very true. But we'd have no quantum knowledge of quantum mechanics. Yeah, and I, I also think it's fascinating that he found the resident resident uh, resident frequency. I fucking I screwed that up <laughs> of, of the Earth, right? Yeah, uh, and like even police like showed up at his like workshop and whatnot. They're like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Well, I just finished the experiment. You guys missed out on it." And I'm like, "He seems like such a badass character in my mind." I'm like, "If that's one person I could go visit in time, I definitely would, because mm-hmm. I I feel like he'd just shatter my my perception of the whole reality." All right, um, I'm gonna bring this up. Uh, I have a lot of people that are into spirituality and that they've been saying that there's been a shift in energy. There's been a lot of difference in like the last three months of a lot of uh, changes in the energy frequency around like the earth. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I don't, I, I didn't bring up like this or anything to them. But I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, why do you think that kind of thing? <laughs> essentially, they come up with there are going to be big changes coming up here pretty soon because of like the shift in en- energy, right? You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm like, they talk about it as like a spiritual energy, but like everything is connected, right? Um, and I'm like, I've spoken on this before where I believe that you need a balance of your mind, body, soul, mm-hmm. right? whatever people find that is for them, right? But I find that typically we outweigh in one of the areas as, like, people, right? Because you have, like, bodybuilders that outweigh in, like, in the body portion. You have people that are, like, solely about finding knowledge and stuff like that. And then you have a lot of people that are, like, over in the spiritual realm, right? I'm like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta like, compress that all into, into one, um to to really fully exist as an individual that understands because only a portion of our world is body or physical right a portion of it is like mental right and then a large portion of it is like spiritual as well mm-hmm. right and that's like the framework and I find that it's interesting that we typically trap ourselves or or put a prison around us in one of those aspects, and then it's like it's hard to to get out of that. Um, I'm I'm just trying to think of my I'm I'm finding it hard to 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 try come up with some other questions around like, like there, we well, covered so much that my mind's a little bit broken <laughs> if you look at the whole prismate thing like um that that really just comes down to the whole you know truth knowledge and you know it's, uh, you know what's really really fascinating is that during the ceremony uh the start of queen elizabeth's 70th year mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's all over the internet. She she lit up this uh, I'm geometrical. Just, I'm the, I was kind of just hoping you were gonna say like a fucking joint. I, I don't know why, but I, just, I was I was hoping you were gonna go that direction. I knew you weren't, but I just kind of I was hoping. She does behind the curtains, man. No, I you know what? If if I was Queen Elizabeth in my last remaining days, and I kind of had an idea that this would be my last remaining days, I would do all the drugs in the world if I could. Just like. I'm going load, out. Take fucking me. load me up, boys. <laughs> Just hooked up to so many different like this, IVs. This is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> Just put you in a coma. Fair enough. You know what? You're not the only person that has said that. I I had a friend a while back that he's like, when I'm like 80, he's like, I don't think I want to live past that. So when I hit that point, I'm just gonna do all the drugs. Mm. I mean, what else do you do? You're retired. You got probably no kids at home. Probably, yeah, I guess. Be a wife. (laughs) Well, it'd get pretty lonely after that. I'm like, 80 is a long time. It is, yeah. It's a long time. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. No. So, so Queen Elizabeth, her like ceremony of 70 years, geometric. Yeah. So you've heard of Ouroboros, right? The snake that eats itself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's geometric shapes mm-hmm. that represent Ouroboros, and one of them is kind of like the affinity symbol, except mm-hmm. it continues, and it weighs in, into each other, and then there's a line that runs right down the middle of it. Okay. So um, she lit up a geometric sh- shape that yeah. represents Ouroboros, yeah, yeah. and it ran across the garden yeah, yeah. and up a tree. Okay. That symbolized the tree of knowledge. Interesting. On her 70th year. Hmm. But that was uh, from her death 214 days prior mm-hmm. that she had been dead. So that would have been at the beginning of this year. So it's almost like she knew. 100%. Yeah. But what's interesting is that if you look at London, like, and back to my whole Insta- or Instagram thing that I took down, mm-hmm. I had a laid out as as of January. Yeah. In January this year, I laid out everything that I have discovered. Yeah. On a agenda or a timeline, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And one thing I put on it is that so it begins. Yeah. LDN, which represents London. Yeah. I knew that whatever was going to take place would happen in London. And it, it wasn't necessarily the event yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah. But the triggering of a new paradigm, a new mindset. And one thing that's coming out of it is like understanding that all these people who are feeling the death of Queen Elizabeth. And do you think that this is the trigger event? Like her death would it be is. the trigger event? That is the beginning of the trigger event. Yeah, yeah. It is the symboli- symbolic symbolically it represents a new paradigm. A new king is taking place. Yeah. And What's interesting too is that you would have the old guard who would rep or who would stay guard of mm-hmm. the wealth of the royals, right? And during the funeral ceremony, the the oldest guard mm-hmm. had fallen, and I okay. I believe that that represents like maybe it was planned, maybe it wasn't. As in, like just fell down, kind of. Like thing. he fell on his face on the floor. Like just like passed out, like when yeah. somebody faints and just yeah, 
And it was the oldest guard who was standing guard of the coffin who Mm. had fainted. Um, And there's so many things coming out from... um, It's it's probably actually because he's been standing there for 70 years, you know. Yeah, right? 70 years. That's a long time. He's standing there, right? I mean, they don't move or (laughs) laugh or... I, I actually saw a video of, like, a guy hitting off, like, one of their their hats kind of thing. And the guard just, like, fucking punched, punched him. right in the face. Yeah, yeah, fucking just had him, like, flat out. And then the guy, like, wakes up and he, like, didn't know what happened. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I bet like, you that happens all the time. I'm like, you fucking deserved it, though. You were yeah. being an asshole to him. Yeah. Like, he was just trying to do his job. Yeah. You're making it very hard for him. Okay, so the oldest, oldest guard fell. Yeah, so the oldest guard fell. And... With the new king taking place, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like a change from the old guard to the new guard. Okay. So I feel like there's maybe some symbology in there, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's just my speculation, really. I mean, I don't really know if like him falling was necessarily planned, but yeah, um, kind of represents something, you know, yeah, like yeah. fate, which that's I thought was cool. interesting. But it's just I don't know. It's interesting that like all these shapes, these numbers. Like, everything correlates with each other, right? And everything's connected. And one thing, I'm not going to touch too much into it um, because uh, I feel like I can get in a lot of trouble if I do. Um, One thing I was shown was that the importance of watching the water. Okay, yeah. uh, The importance of watching the water and the importance of how everything will start in London. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting too, like the September 22nd on the time, on the timeline yeah. is going to be the Euro dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. And whether or not that's double meaning for mm-hmm. money or mm-hmm. if that's like a bill, which they're passing. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. there's, there's so many double meanings within it, but for sure, I, I truly, truly believe it all starts in London. Yeah. Everything, the, whether or not it's the massive blackouts that we're facing, whether or not it's the looming collapse. It's going to cause a ripple event. Yes. I gotcha. It's going to cause a rippling event. <laughs> but we'll see. Like, I mean, like, okay, let me ask you. Okay. What is, what is your first reaction when it happens? What are you going to do? When everything fails? Yeah. When you know, because you... Okay. It probably well, will take a lot less for you to figure out than most people <laughs> that shit's failing. Okay. Well, it depends on how it happens exactly because uh, someone actually showed me that Simpsons episode that you mentioned to me. <laughs> right? So season 9, episode, what, 24? No, no. It was, uh, uh, it's season no. 24, yeah. episode 9. Okay. But you reverse that. Yeah. Right. And so then you get September 24th, right? And they basically go, oh, you need bug out bags and everything. And it's the EMP that hits society. And that's what causes that their their society to go under, right? So it depends. If it's that kind of thing, then I'd just be like, well, fuck, can't, can't go anywhere. I'd probably just enjoy the day, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, whatever, because I, I live in a really small town, so... I don't need to worry about the chaoticness of what would happen in a city. Right. All right. Um, but regardless, I do have 
somewhat of a bug out bag already packed with like um devices that can clean water and, and and whatnot right so it's like first thing i would do is just make sure my loved ones are okay basically and then kind of i would essentially at that point in time make sure that my community is okay because since i live in a hamlet it's only like maybe 200 people so it's a little bit more controllable for me to, to kind of like make connections and make sure that like individuals are okay, right? Then being in a city and then also have to dealing with the insanity of individuals trying to like take out other people or essentially almost have like a purge-like event, right? Um, and then if I can build a tight-knit community like that, where where we are all on the same page, we all are like protected and stuff like that. It would make things a lot easier to survive together than than be like separated, right? Uh, and since I'm in a farm community, that makes it a little bit easier on like a bartering system, because I imagine that our if things go down that way where things collapse, then most likely we're not going to have money for probably a while. And by a while, I mean like probably weeks to maybe a couple months. There's also, um, you've heard of the dark winter? Uh, enlighten me. Okay, well, there's been, I don't know how to properly explain this, but there's been tar- talk of a dark winter, mm-hmm. right? And some people were theorizing it was going to be like last year, but with the impending like collapse of a financial system you might end up having a dark winter this year being that we won't have what we had last year and you would have to struggle through a really tough winter uh because we we wouldn't have what we normally would have like gas water and all this other stuff right right so then it would be and there there's there's also project or like uh, oh man I'm not gonna do this justice at all <laughs> but there is like a government uh, document called the Dark Winter it's like an older one which I'm pretty sure most of it has been like released so you can like because it's an older one but we're referring to like a new Dark Winter kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure you can correlate the two, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be very wrong. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't want to, like, get too in-depth about it. It's just something that I've heard multiple times over the past, like, year or so when I've been studying up on, like, like cryptocurrency and wondering how that's going to flow, right? Um, Which is a complicated topic all by itself. It is. I think it's yeah. interesting though that you mentioned the dark winter, yeah. Because, like, you you say it's a show, right? Uh, or a no, movie? No, no. It, well, it might be a movie or something. I I'm pretty sure it's like an actual government op thing. Let me um, just see if I can pull it here. I think that's interesting though. Like, even if it's a government op thing, like my understanding is that if you control the money. You yeah. control the planet. Yeah. So, is it really the governments that control the money? 
Okay, or is it the here, here we go. Uh, Operation Dark Winter mm. was a code name I have heard for of that, actually. a senior level bioterrorism attack. I have, yes. Simulated, connect, conducted on June 22, 23rd, uh, 2001. Which is the summer solstice. There I mean, the winter solstice. There, there you go. Uh, no, it's not, what, what that be? It's, uh, it's not winter. Winter, June? Oh, sorry. You said December. Sorry. Well, oh. I'm retarded. No, sorry. So. <laughs> that might be my bad, actually. But yeah, so it'll be the summer solstice, but the opposite of that mirrored. Yeah. Dark winter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's interesting, too, that you mentioned, like, dark winter. But like, it, it was, just to finish this up. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a widespread smallpox attack on the United States. So... <laughs> Uh, and just to touch base on that, it's like, what did uh, fucking Bill Gates say the next one might be? The next biological attack. And this is what he said, right? The next biological attack could be a terrorist attack at maybe three airports across the United States that have a modified smallpox disease, right? Now, you look at who actually has the smallpox still in their labs? It's only two countries that have it, right? One being the states, the other one being Russia, right? Interesting enough, um, only one lab in the states was supposed to have it. All of a sudden, multiple labs around the United States were clearing out their freezers. Guess what? They found smallpox. Like in their freezer. So if that doesn't set off alarms for like people, I'm like, I don't know what would. And yeah, let's break it down this way as well. Like, okay, Bill Gates already has like a vaccine for like a smallpox disease. He's mm -hmm. already patented one. And it's like, okay, well, look at smallpox. We eliminated, like we eradicated it off, off like earth. Right, because of because of the vaccines. Why the fuck do you need another vaccine for smallpox, unless you know that something's gonna come up and end up having smallpox again? And maybe right. a different variation of it. Yeah, but even talking about that, you look at monkeypox. Mm -hmm. Right. What if that is the monkeypox or the? Well, it could be like a, a a test run yeah. for what comes next as well. Right, and those are all just like theories right now uh, but it is a possibility because I don't know why we fuck around with the genetics of diseases because I'm like are you fucking mental just leave that shit alone I'm like we'll, we'll deal with stuff as it arises don't fucking create something and then release it that's fucking insane but whatever like population control for whatever reason people like breaking shit that's just a human trait apparently yeah they're like does this break i don't know let's blend it right um <laughs> so you've heard of the georgia guidestones though right i have yeah yeah you also know that uh they got like destroyed this year yeah yeah and apparently somebody could set up a bomb there but yet with the video showing it they don't release the guy who set it up. They don't have any footage of him walking up to the stone and placing it. 
Yeah. Well, blows me away. Unless he has a teleportation device. Right. That we just don't know about. Did he throw it? Like, what? Military? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, none of it makes sense, but they did it for a reason. Oh, for sure. Well, it's, uh, to make that possible, what was on the Georgia Guidestones, you would have to eliminate a lot of the population on Earth because I think it was 500 million, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. some, somewhere there. So we're going from what? It's seven, eight, eight billion or whatever. Yeah. Uh, something like that. All 7. the way. 7.6 to 500, right? That is a lot of people would have to die for that to be possible. You know, it's a crazy thought on that is that. And no one knows who made them. No. Oh, not, not, not that one. What? No one knows who put up the Georgia Guidestones. <laughs> To my knowledge, I I, I I haven't. You don't think it was the Georgians from the Georgian calendar, like whoever created that? Maybe I don't know. I haven't like researched it like in detail because I'm like that's weird and fucked up. And then I go on to the next weird fucked up thing <laughs> as well. Right, whatever yeah. entertains the mind for a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to touch base on that dark winter thing. Okay. So you have. Like, most people, they think the governments control the planet. Like, they yeah. control their country. Yeah. But I I truly disbelieve that. Mm -hmm. I believe that um, the people who control it are whoever controls the money supply. Yeah. Right? They buy the assets. They buy the communities. They yeah. put everything up. They, okay. Um, they loan out the money to these corporations who want to do For it. sure. So they decide what happens. And so... Um, I believe it's really the banks that run the planet. And okay. so when you base everything back to the Hebrew calendar, yeah, yeah. because guess who owns the banks? The Jewish community. Yeah, yeah. So back to the dark winter, they, uh, the Christmas for the Jewish people mm -hmm. is in the end of September. Oh, okay. Going back to like the site one, everything. Interesting. On that note though, if we're talking about money and who controls the money, controls the world, and you're saying it's the bank, but wouldn't it actually be like, quote, the U.S. dollar, which isn't actually the U.S., but it is the Fed, like the, 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 what the Federal it? Reserve? Yeah, which isn't actually a bank, but a privatized company? I feel like... I feel like the Fed works hand in hand, so to speak, with the bank. For sure. But it would be the individuals that actually own the the, the Federal Reserve that right. would end up controlling the world. So who do you think owns the Federal Reserve? People that uh, we probably can't name, all right? Because this, this is how I think it goes, right? You have your elites that are visual to us, being like the Rockefellers, Gates. The royal family and all those people; those are the people that are visually the elites, and how most people think they are the elites. But that is just like the bottom tier, because there's people above that that you will never fucking actually know their names. No, right? They and, they would never and, tell you. And there's a reason for that, yeah, as well, because essentially they're able to do make all these people do whatever they need to do. 
so that they stay unknown, which is mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. It is super smart because it's like, even if we rose up as like a full society and overthrew these elites, fucking doesn't matter. Because let's say we go all crazy and just kill off all the elites, right? Just hypothetically, right? Whoever is uh, at the top of our system rises up into those positions, but then the the people above here would just allow money and the corruption to flow downwards to make a new form of elites to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. So it's an endless cycle of us keep on going in the same direction that we would be going in. I, I 100% agree, because at the end of the day, it's, it's those people at the top of the chain who create the next agenda, who create mm-hmm. the next narrative, right? Yeah. But I, I believe that there's a possibility, if you understand what's coming, mm-hmm. that you can allow yourself to uh, like take a slice of the pie. For sure. That allows you as an individual to then start to change the narrative for the better good of humanity. Would they allow you to, though? I believe that in most cases they won't. But mm. because of this financial collapse and because of crypto being the thing that replaces it, mm. I believe this is the chance of a lifetime yeah, yeah. to gain access to the greatest transfer of wealth in human history. For sure. But again, would they even allow you to make any sort of change that would end up being beneficial like maybe in a localized region that would be allowed right but would it be allowed like essentially globally would there be anyone that would stop you i believe that it wouldn't matter because if you own the money you can create the rules Mm. and you can only get a small chunk of the pie comparatively yeah so maybe you would have less say than them yeah. But you would still have a pie, whatever your slice of pie is, that is the yeah. amount of say you have. Yeah, like a quarter, quarter, yeah, like a quarter, a of, a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a quarter. It's more than most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think that there's a possibility. And look, Bill Gates started from nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Built up his empire. And now guess what? He has his say. Yeah. I believe that there's possibility. As mm-hmm. long as you're able to understand what's coming next. Educate yourself, mm-hmm. knowledge, right? You almost have to become an enlightened one before you're allowed to gain yeah. access. Money is tricky because like, like money doesn't like to stay still. So you, yeah. you have to move it. You invest it. You grow it. You loan it out. You have yeah. to do something with it. it. Otherwise, it depreciates over time. Fluent like water. Yes, and money doesn't like certain people. Money doesn't like people who constrain themselves to prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's a lot of work. Well, that's what you see a lot in our society right now is a lot of people with limiting beliefs. And then they wonder why they're why stuck they're in like, like a shitty situation. It's like, well, you can't change the situation until you change your mindset. Yes. Right? A hundred percent. And when you become enlightened, that's why I like the word freedom. 
Mm. You break it up into its variables, it's free, don't. You have to free your mind. Mm. Mm. Free your cranium. I gotcha. It is interesting. There's, there's. What would you recommend to people who had no idea any of this would tell your podcast? What would you recommend the first thing they do? The first thing right now. Oh shit! Before the financial. Yeah. Before it, before it all happens, like I, I'm pretty sure, like the the people listening want to know, like, what what would you yourself how to prepare? How like what would step one look like? Like I'm sitting at home, I'm listening to your podcast, I hear about this. All of a sudden, in my mind, everything that I've seen, yeah, through the media, Just through the starts news, clicking. starts clicking because you're giving a connection. Oh shit, that's a that's a tough one. Honestly, one of the first things I would do is is get like a water filter. One of the first things, and the reason being is that. We've been so privileged with like clean water and whatnot that most people don't realize what kind of pathogens can actually exist in water, right? And it's like even free-flowing water can still have like pathogens that make you extremely ill. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, make sure you have like some sort of filtration device. On top of that, it's like make sure that like even if you have like bleach at home, you can use that to help clean water as well. Right. Um, but you need to make sure that you only use a little bit and you also need to make sure that it, it like uh, you allow it to sit so that the bleach actually comes off your water because it only has like a certain length for, for bleach to be viable as like the chemical and then it dissipates. Right. So I would say filtration device, make sure you have like some backup food and whatnot. Those are like your two big things. Water because food. Yeah, and the reason why I say this is because in a situation like that, it will only take 48 hours of someone starving before they go, like, out to find food or essentially they would be violent towards another person, right? And so I'd be like, so those are your two big things. I'd also wouldn't want to be in a city, personally. Because then you're competing for a limited amount of resources as well, mm-hmm. right? And things would get really violent in, in those situations if if that's the case, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Th- those would be like, make sure you have a good group of people with you. You want, you, want a, you want a society that you can dwell in so that if something does happen, you have people that can watch your back as well. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of the things that are essential when you are in like a tribal kind of uh, situation is that you need people that you know that um, would essentially give their life to protect the community. Right. Th- those are kind of like the few things I would do. And, and as for like food, make sure you get something that is long lasting. Like something that doesn't go bad because we realistically don't know how long it would be. Or if you are a prepper, you probably already have like an emergency supply of something, right? Which is a good idea, period, right? Um, shit. It's, uh, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. So would, that's you, tough. would you recommend people then not leave their house? Oh man, it's it's so tough to to actually say. It's almost like a lose lose situation, mm. like like realistically, because even the advice that I could give could very well backfire as well if I give any sort of situational advice. Yeah. Right. The things that I can I can say is make sure you have clean drinking water and make sure you have food. Those are like the two most important things for for someone to survive. Also, make sure you have like the ability to to heat yourself up somehow. Right. Especially if if this goes into winter, then you would need some some way to to be able to warm yourself. Right. Whether it's like tons of blankets and things like that, or the ability to create fire, right? Um, just not in your own house, right? Just, uh, <laughs> if you own it, do what you will. It's 2022. Yeah, uh, just uh, yeah. Don't use propane inside. That's for sure. You don't want to burn that shit inside, right? Um, but no, situationally, I I honestly don't even know what I. Would I would do if I was in a city. I personally, I would probably leave. I would probably try to go out camping or something like that. Be away from the city. You know what's interesting personally. about that? Mm-hmm. Now that you mention it, in the revelations of of the Bible and stuff, yeah, they say that the the thing that ends this era mm-hmm. will either be by sword, uh, by uh, some sort of vile thing, mm-hmm. or by beast. There might be a fourth one, but what's interesting is that the beast aspect, because mm-hmm. they say that all animals instinctively mm-hmm. fear humans. Mm-hmm. Just naturally fear humans, all of them. Mm-hmm. There is a, a guy in Africa who had an entire, like, full-grown elephant running at him, yeah, and yeah. he would just clap, yeah, and the elephant would stop in front of him. Yeah, instinctively fears humans, all animals. But the moment that this happens, God will lift up that instinct for fear, hmm. and the beast will no longer fear. Oh, lovely. So we're going to get fucked up. So, I mean, we're already being hit by the, the chemical side of it. Well, okay, let me put it this way. You look at, like, the coyotes that are comfortable living in, like, cities now, mm-hmm. right? Or... We've built out so far in some cities into like mountain ranges that uh, like grizzlies and black bears will just wander yeah. the streets and eat garbage and shit like that. And they don't really fear humans as much anymore because we're kind of getting into their territory. Yeah. We need to remember that and that we share the planet with other animals, mm-hmm. right? Us ourselves are animals. Doesn't matter how you how you cut it. We are a type of animal. We're just blessed with uh a more productive mind than everything else right now right octopus might take over so just i'm calling it as yeah, we go right there, you, you know go. i'm getting my my next uh audience already there you, you know go. next podcast here we go <laughs> um <laughs> that's interesting i didn't i've never broken it down that way sword biological or or beast yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. 
it's tough to say until it happens, right? And mm-hmm. every decision has to be instinctual in the moment. Otherwise, yeah. this is what I can say. Trust your gut. Mm-hmm. All right. We are blessed with uh, primal instincts, whether you know it or not. There's been times where I didn't trust my gut and then regretted it because essentially my gut was telling me the right thing. I just did not listen to it. So it's like you can tap into, your body can tap into frequencies and kind of predict what is going to happen. It's just we need to learn to trust that ability again. And I think that that's that's probably the best advice I I can give in, in that way. What what would you do in that situation? What would what would your game plan end up being? Mine? Yeah. So my game plan would be to stockpile, like you said, food and yeah. water. Um, the filtration system is way beyond anything that I currently have in place. Um, but I, I have tons of bottled water. Yeah, it's yeah. not the most viable solution to the For situation sure. of water because sure. even that's going to run out, right? Well, okay. But what you could do, right, you could end up getting like a bucket of dirty water, sticking like a T-shirt in it and filtering that into a different bucket of water. And now you have, uh, it's not clean drinking water, but it's clean of debris, right? And then what you do is then you can either boil it, if you if you have like a, a way to boil it, and, and that's to kill off bacteria. The other way would be the bleach method. Yeah. And you just need to get the proper dilution of mm-hmm. that and then let it sit, like I said. Because you don't want to be drinking bleach water. That will that will fuck it. That will fuck you up. <laughs> it will probably kill you. I'm going to be honest, right? Yeah. But those are like Unless survival. Trump injecting with bleach, right? Trump. <laughs> fucking do it. With bleach. Just do it. It's fine. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, there's that. But like for me, I understand the risks, and I've done as best of a job as I can. Yeah. to warn the people around me. One thing that I, I truly believe is that when the events do kick off, yeah. and they will kick off, whether or not it will be in your neighborhood or not, it will happen. And just psychologically, somewhere else being kicked off mm-hmm. is going to trigger a panic in your area, yeah. ultimately, right? Um, stay calm. Yeah, stay calm. Don't, do not, like for me, I'm not going to be going to the window to try and look out of it. I'm not going to open my door because yeah. I hear a knock at it. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything that will compromise me within my own safe space. Yeah. And I'm just going to wait it out. Yeah. See, the, the only issue with that is when people start breaking windows and shit. Yeah. So if right. say someone breaks in and yeah. walks, like uh, someone breaks in, comes through the house, you're just going to home alone that shit, yeah. aren't you? No, no, well, not home alone it, but I'm going to figure out a good hiding spot, Yeah. and I'm going to stay there. And doesn't matter, whatever the case is, I'm not going to leave that space Yeah. for anything. But then you would probably end up losing your water and your food. Unless they were with me. 
So like the the gold method back in the day, okay. they would build houses. Yeah. So you you had gold. Oh, bars you're saying you, you, you're saying houses. if you your hideaway place would have your food and water. Then. Yeah. So yeah. it would be yeah, in the center you. of the house because it's the most fortified. So yeah. Whether or not that's a storage room that's you know in the basement in the center of the house, mm-hmm. it is the farthest toughest place for anybody to just stumble upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my plan. Mm. And I like I don't believe it's going to be longer than two weeks. At yeah. least. So then you're saying at least stock up for two weeks. Yeah. I yeah, like I, anyone that I know. I've been telling him two weeks to stock up. Yeah. Whatever will get them two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, get a lot of dried shit. Yes, lots. That's, that's what I. Anything say. that's perishable, anything that it, will last. It, it, it doesn't matter if you don't like it because if you're hungry enough, you're just gonna eat it anyways. Yeah. Right. And beans, craft dinner, Mr. Noodle. Bean, yeah, you could do beans, rice, as well. Yeah. Okay. That 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 is all good options. Anything that is like dried, mm-hmm. stable dried stuff. Uh, it could be tough to get through that time. Maybe uh, a joint just to get you through it. <laughs> I smell weed. <laughs> oh, shit, I should have done it inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, man. No, I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it still blows me away that, like, a mason reached out to you. Because that's essentially a death sentence for people in Freemasonry. Like yeah. their their code of conduct or how they get initiated in it is basically saying that uh, like it doesn't matter what country you're in or anything, you basically give up uh, any secrets to the organization. You are dead. Yeah. There's a reason why he hasn't told me. Or spoken word. He's only shown yeah. me pictures. Yeah. Uh, and he's sent it to me at specific dates. Yeah. And times of those mm. days that correlate with the month being offsetted in the, so in the way that I sent said to you. I'm so curious about this individual and what would have made him kind of reach out. Like, I, you know, I've thought about it, and once again, like, I feel like it's because. Even if it's not because of who I am personally as a person, because mm-hmm. I know that not everyone's going to believe I'm an amazing person. Some people yeah. might think I'm a shitty person, but I mean, that's perspective, right? Um, but I think it's about what I would do with the knowledge mm-hmm. that matters. Like, I have so many plans of trying to really help people out. And the fact that, you know, I'm taking that knowledge and trying to help as many mm-hmm. people. And I feel like that's a partial sense of what resonates. Mm-hmm. But also, I think, I think, uh, like this for an example, you tell as many people, you're only, like maybe only 1% are going to listen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe two. Some people might miss the boat on this too. Right? But not everyone's going to believe. So Mm -hmm. when he sends me this information, maybe he sent it to other people. Yeah. And maybe only a certain percentage of those people are going to listen. Yeah. Well, it's like, 
Man, there's a stupid stat where it's like, I can tell you exactly how I got successful, right? And like, tell you play by play. About 80% of people won't even listen or try it. Mm -hmm. The other 20% that will, right? And it's the 80-20 rule applies to a lot of things. So it's like, even if it... So like 80% of people will write this off be like, no, it doesn't matter. And then the other 20% will probably be like, there might be something here. Mm-hmm. And and might be the people that actually stock up in shit. Yeah. And then let's say it happens, which uh, I've brought it up to people and some people are like, I could see a financial collapse happening. Right. And then other people are like, no, you know what? We're still in a good place. And I'm like, man, you look at the world and how much debt and how much like shit's going on right now. I'm like, it's it's scary. It's a scary time right now. I'm like, we're just very good. Humans are very good at blocking out things. Mm-hmm. Because if we didn't do that, we we would all kind of like go insane. Yeah. Like, you know, another rug. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like too much. It's almost like if you get like, if you, if you do like psilocybin mushrooms and you do too much of it, and then everything becomes like way too overwhelming. Yeah. It'd be kind of like that where it's like life would be overwhelming for you where you can't cope with it. Yeah. Right. Get anxiety and stressed out and then mm-hmm. you do even worse things. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it's a damn shame that that happens to people in like their day to day life where things become too overwhelming. And it's like, I don't want this, this to seem like that. It's more of trying to warn people before something like happens. Yeah. Right. Which I hope it doesn't, but in reality, very well could because there's been talk about digital currency for the last like two, three years now. You know, it's nuts. Mm. So back like the 1988. Mm -hmm. So that was put out. Because they knew that they were creating an uh, ESDR, which is an electronic special drawing rights, which mm-hmm. is like the IMF could take currencies of the world, draw them out in case their economies crash, they can give them money. Mm-hmm. So um, interesting part about that is when Nixon took the gold reserve or the U.S. Uh, global reserve currency off the gold standard yeah. uh, in 1971, um, it basically doomed us to this fate. Mm. And so they did it because they wanted to take the gold from people. Yeah. Otherwise you would get thrown in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to control God's money. And even when people actually sent in their gold, they didn't get paid for it either. No. Yeah. But now fucked up. we're coming back to a gold standard. Yeah. Because of Russia and China. Mm. And... What's interesting is that they are in line with the BRICS nations. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know, the BRICS nations are Brazil for B, R would be Russia, I for India, C for China, and S for South Africa. Mm-hmm. And together they are creating a gold reserve backed digital currency. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I heard that China and Russia were stockpiling gold. Mm-hmm. 
I, uh, someone's like, oh, they want to switch back to the gold standard kind of thing. I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess it makes sense because the U.S. currency is a debt-based currency. Yeah. Right. But if you think about it too, like with technology being deflationary in nature, mm-hmm. the gold reserve currency, having a digital asset, mm-hmm. back the gold and mm-hmm. then back other commodities. You can't create the digital currency, nor de- well, you can destroy it, but you can't create it. Mm-hmm. So when you have that environment, over time, if you, if say like, you send $50 million and that happens. So you're sending like quadrillions and quadrillions of dollars mm-hmm. every year, for an example, that, that flows through all the economies of the planet. Mm-hmm. And in each uh, transaction, half a penny gets burned yeah. in the transaction cost. Yeah. Then over years and years, it's like say 100 years, it would deflate. So you or would go deflate. back to the, the times when okay. a chocolate bar cost five cents. Wouldn't that be nice, hey? Like that blows my mind just thinking about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like thinking about it because I've seen like, like, oh man, I've seen like a list of how much things have cost mm-hmm. in the past, and I'm just like, yeah, it'd be fucking nice. It'd be fucking nice. It'd be fucking nice. <laughs> I'd buy a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With my dollar. Yeah, I'd buy a lot of shit for my my fifty cents that I make an hour. Yeah, right. right? But like. In reality, it's like, oh, yeah, you go out and get a burger for, like, five cents, a pop for a penny. And it's like, yeah. Now it's like, you go out and you get a burger for $20 and a pop for, like, three, four bucks now. Yeah. I'm just like, has anything changed? And they're like, yeah, we made the bottle smaller. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) How is that helping my situation? (laughs) Oh man, I honestly I, I straight up quit pop the moment two liters hit three dollars. No, fair enough. Uh pop is terrible for your micro gut biome. It is, yeah. Yeah. So if you enjoy pop you should like swap over to um kombucha. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, liquid acid or tap? Which one are we talking? <laughs> You're gonna liquefy it first, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit I just put myself in prison I oh, see what shit. I did <laughs> I see what I did yeah 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 uh, do you have any other wait no there's one other thing what does the heart mean ah so the heart yeah so it correlates with a bank in China so there's a bank in China with three different mountains with three different what? Mountains. Okay. Okay. One of them is yellow. Mm-hmm. One of them is green. And one of them is purple. Okay. So the green represents the dollar. Okay. The yellow represents... In, um, the yellow represents Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. And the purple represents uh ripple Mm. so i was given this picture with a bunch of numbers on it saying Mm -hmm. so it begins and everything correlated 
with the mountains, and mm -hmm. on top of the mountains had one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. You had green for one, purple for two, and yellow for three. Okay. And it would mirror in reverse from so it begins, but each mm -hmm. individual, like S through and O for so, right, would mm -hmm. correlate with the alphabet. Mm -hmm. And it was a decipher on uh, when the events would take place. But the heart would be under the purple with the second one. And mm -hmm. there's this uh, lodestar. Mm -hmm. It's in some sort of religious uh, Bible, I believe, called Lodestar 1, 2, and 3. Okay. And uh, the Lodestar 2, I believe it was, talks about um, talks about a, uh, a, a bear okay. that would look up at the golden sun and thank God for the opportunity to make this purchase. Mm. And um, the heart represents 14. Also represented, and they correlates with or, uh, Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, so the heart is basically like the beat, the thing that pounds the blood through the economy. Mm -hmm. So um, correlating with purple, uh, I strongly believe that purple will be the new color for the for the new currency of the world. Mm. And what's interesting too is if you look back at the uh, the swearing in of Biden into mm. the the U.S. presidency, uh, Kamala Harrison mm. was wearing complete purple. Mm. And another thing too, back to the Simpsons episode, yeah, predicting yeah. that Kamala Harrison would take over the office. Yeah, yeah. Lisa Simpson in that episode was also wearing full purple. Oh shit! In fact, she was wearing the exact same outfit with the exact same pearls as Kamala Harrison during the swearing in of Biden. Wow! Um, and then back to the whole key thing from the timeline when I was starting to figure that stuff out. Um, there is a, a post that came out from the United Nations saying that we are doing. We're doing insane things by unlocking value. Mm. The entire like uh, committee who all did this meeting, any like massive political uh, influencer, they were all wearing purple, and the carpet they were standing on was purple. In fact, so weird. in Jay Z's one of Jay Z's songs, he said, "The currency I hold is purple." Just has a lot of Canadian $10 bills. Right. But look at it like this, too. The queen... Yeah, right? But... <laughs> but, but the queen died on the 214th day of the year, 214. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The second mountain mm -hmm. and the 14th mm. in the heart. Fuck, that's interesting. Some people are going to say that that's all coincidence, though. There's no such thing as coincidence. Just the illusion of coincidence. Mm. What I like to say is uh, coincidence is actually two things that coincide together. Mm. There you go. That's good. That, that's what, like, kind of like the definition of coincidence is. Yeah. Is that two things that coincide together. And it, personally, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that you're supposed to be exactly where... 
where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be, right? And so I'm going to give the example uh, of this, right? Because with my job, I have a lot of things that I need to do. Uh, I service a lot of places, right? And the day that I actually ended up giving, giving, like getting your number and whatnot, I wasn't technically even supposed to be there. Everything happened right? for a reason. I actually had to run back to like my place of work to pick up like a bunch of things for for the place that you used to work, right? Yeah. And then I ended up showing back up there, which just happened to be the few minutes that you were there at the same time. Yeah. I had stopped in for one drink and left. Yeah. So it was very like coincidental that we were both there at the same time when I would have, if I had everything, would have been long gone. Mm. And then this conversation would have never happened. It's crazy. Right. And that blows my mind because I'm like, we could have missed each other shortly. And I was right about to take off too. And I was like, oh shit. Like, so I very much believe that you're supposed to be in whatever place you are when you're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. It is all a part of the journey of one's life, right? And it's like you gotta enjoy it while while you can. Yeah. Right. No, because I agree. You, you never you never know when the finish line is gonna get you. All right. Um, did we cover everything? There is one thing I want to touch base on. Absolutely. Fire away. So this is one thing that I was going to touch base on earlier, but I was like, no, this this is kind of like a good cap off or like, you know, an ending conversation mm-hmm. for the people who actually want to listen Yeah. to the end, that is, because, you know, five minutes is the normal attention span these days. But um, there's this program that correlates with uh, dark, the Dark Christmas thing that you mentioned. The, the Dark called, Winter? Yeah, Dark Operation Winter. Operation Dark Winter? Yeah. yeah. It's called Ice Nine. Ice and Nine. And it's, it's talked about a lot uh, as far as um, as far as the Rockefeller family. Mm. They use the phrase Ice Nine. Mm-hmm. Ice nine is a ke- biological chemical that if mm-hmm. you put in water, mm-hmm. freezes everything it touches. Does the water stay liquid and freeze everything, or does the water freeze as well? The water, all the water freezes. So if okay. say you put a one piece of ice nine into the ocean, yeah, the entire ocean, anything the water touched would all freeze. Fuck off! No. What? Yeah, look it up. Ice, Ice nine. nine. What? And you know what's crazy? One of the images that this 33 degree masonry sent me okay. was a dollar bill inside of an ice block. And I okay. think that Ice Nine may not necessarily relate to the water per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also being told to watch the water. Yeah, so, yeah. like, whether or not that's a double meaning mm-hmm. for liquidity, mm-hmm. which is money, yeah, the yeah. flow of money, how liquid it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's freezing of the financial system. I believe I believe it'll be an ice nine to the liquid money system or financial system. Fair enough. It's uh, 
it could have quite a few meanings, whether or not uh, there's something else that is referred to as water as well. Yeah. So, but that's for people to dive into and look yeah. at themselves. I mean, and also, I want to say nothing is financial advice. Nothing. Like, do your own research. Yeah. I, We're just I two idiots having conversation, yeah. right? No, oh no, no, not quite. <laughs> You're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your That's own money. Because I don't want to be don't. liable for it, but at the same time, like I, I am rarely wrong about this, and I've been telling people for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've been laughed off by a lot of my family. Yeah. Who um, who are now looking back and wishing they didn't. I've I've had some of those conversations where people are like, "You're dumb for doing this," and I'm like, "Okay, whatever." I'm like, "I I get it. You're on this side. You probably know more than me." I'm doing air quotes for the people, just just to yeah, right. throw, throw just, that up, just to yeah. get in that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Well, no, I had to say it for for everyone that will listen because it's like I don't participate in conversations that are like set up in the paradigm of someone not wanting to debate but to have an instant win. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't have those conversations because I'm like I will rather go talk to a brick wall yeah. than talk to an individual like that. Right. No, I agree. Um. Holy fuck, Ice Nine, hey. Yeah, Ice that's, Nine, it's a real thing. In, in Rockefeller, uh, John D. Rockefeller mm -hmm. said, um, talked about Ice Nine and laughed about it. Is there, so it freezes everything, but does it unthaw? No. Never? No. So you the moment you, you our financial you, freezes, but, it's but, done. It's game over. For For sure, but like, I have a bowl of water, I put ice nine in it, it freezes. I can't actually bring that up to a temperature where it melts again? No. Who the fuck would create because something it, like because that? Because of the chemical in the water. Oh man, but people it, are... It's a, it's, it's a real thing. Like, the chemical exists, they found it in Antarctica, which is another thing. The Christine Lagarde, who is oh, the man. central... Uh, bank for England for breaking my for mind. Europe. She did a undercover meeting in Antarctica during mm. uh, last year during the solar eclipse that happened over. Okay. During the solar eclipse, yeah, happened like the eclipse happened only over Antarctica on the planet. Hmm. They were having secret co-op mission. Interesting. Or uh, not missions, but like uh, meetings in Antarctica, where it's yeah, completely yeah. restricted to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's fascinating. The whole uh, peace treaty with the world about Antarctica. And you and me can't take a ship or a plane there because it has its own navy and own air force mm. to ta take you out. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, that's the case. What is over there? What is being hidden? Right? Because then you look back at, like, um, Admiral Byrd, mm -hmm. and he said that he flew past Antarctica, and there's more resources that are 
like plenty yeah. of resources there. All right. And so I'm like, that's interesting because technically he's a part of the military. He can't really lie about that shit. But then I'm going to say, take it with a grain of salt because he was also the guy that said he flew through the planet and ended up on at like the North Pole. So whatever you want to take with that being that he might be crazy or the other thing could be there might be a hollow earth uh, theory, right? Which could end up existing because there is that giant sinkhole over in like China where there's like a forest growing and whatnot and it's oh, all man so you mean I can go straight to the earth and get to China? <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to dig. <laughs> yeah. They already <laughs> dug the tunnel. Oh jeez. <laughs> but no, I find it fascinating because like there's actually a sinkhole with like prehistoric like trees and shit like that in it. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's also, um, they found under, like, deep, deep uh, underground oceans, like, inside the planet as well, which has, like, three times the amount of water or something like that. So then going back to biblical stuff, there could have very well been uh, a great flood. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's pretty amazing. So then I also wonder about, like, all the droughts and stuff that are happening. I'm like, there's so much water like on our planet and within our planet and what is actually causing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Right. Fucking just ice nine the whole planet. Let's live in a winter planet. Just kidding. I don't want that. Would you no, freeze I, your mouth if you ate ice nine then? Yeah. Like a, your like entire a chunk, body would freeze. Just like pop a chunk of ice cube of ice nine into your mouth. Yeah. It'd kill you. And just freeze you. Mm-hmm. And again, who the fuck would make that? Well, that's just it. Why? I don't think they made it. I think they found it in Antarctica in the ice blocks. Like, in an ice block. In it. Oh, man. I need to do research about this. This is wrecking my mind right now. <laughs> this is, like, it's actually just a part of the ice wall. That's what it is. Right? Yeah. It's the thing that started uh, the first ice age. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who knows, hey? Eh? <laughs> right? Shit. All right. Have we covered pretty much everything? Um, I think so. Um, There's only like... No, I won't bring it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, I want... Are you going to bring it up? No, I was, I was going to ask why you took down your Instagram. Uh, but it might be a little bit touchy, so... Yeah, uh, you can omit that if you want. That's no problem. So I took it down. There's a realistic reason, but the timing of it was also kind of a code. So mm -hmm. uh, I started noticing on like walks to work and stuff like that that there is uh, a weird, peculiar truck, somebody uh, sitting in it, a white truck, um, who was there every single time mm. somebody in it was running and then the moment i would leave for work and get around the bend on my way probably about five minutes up the road uh i would see it pass me and um there is one a couple times i would uh quickly go out to go get a coffee across the parking lot and i would see the same type of truck sitting there 
uh, same type of wheels, everything like that. And uh, so it kind of spooked me a little bit, whether or not the information I was giving out was too much or whether or not I was being watched. That is speculation, but it definitely spooked me and gave me kind of a shill. And so I decided to hold off an extra few days and I deleted it on the on June 30th, I remember, because 6 and 3 has meaning. Mm-hmm. And 6 and 3 means 9, which is exactly why I started up my new Instagram on the 1st of September. This year? This year. Okay. And people will probably just ask, is it because you were paranoid? I maybe mean, maybe you were looking into something. <laughs> maybe you were you you were reading into something that might have just been a neighbor driving off to work or something like that. No, you're 100 percent right. But what's interesting and kind of off throwing was that my shifts never started the same. Mm. So it wasn't like I had a set start time. And it was just always there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe. So maybe it's something, maybe it's not. I felt like it was too coincidental yeah. to be anything random. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the reason why I didn't just like temporarily suspend my account. Yeah. Or just stop posting. Yeah. Um, it's another reason why I'm kind of hesitant to do the same thing on this next channel. Which is mm-hmm. why I appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast. Yeah, so that I can get assassinated and not you. <laughs> I got you. Right? I'll, I'll take I'll the bullet. Sh- you know, shill it off, you know? No, but um, so that I can get it out one last time. Yeah. Before everything happens. Yes. Yeah. Before I, like, without having to post anything or say mm-hmm. anything on a social media that can yeah. necessarily be linked back to me. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> I thought that this would be a fascinating topic to no. to cover and whatnot. Yeah. And the other thing for me is that, you know what, stuff may happen. Who knows? Uh, the future is the future, and I feel blessed and hopefully protected in the way where I don't have any blowback. But it is it is what it is, and like we'll we'll see down the line. Uh, and if I get in trouble for this, I will figure out a way to to essentially say that anyways. Yeah. You know, like there are ways to to come out and say things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be like careful with the words and stuff. Oh, absolutely. How you post it, which is why like all of my well most of my posts were all coded like it was all about numbers and that way i didn't have to necessarily say anything Mm -hmm. i can still get the message across which i think helped because i'm pretty sure if i came out in the open and sort of created a big scene on it that the situation would have been a lot different yeah well it's i'm sure people if they take the time, they can piece it together. No, 100%. Yeah. And this is like a good starting point with the knowledge that's been put on on mm-hmm. 
on this podcast as far as this episode and the pieces that we've put together that mm-hmm. we're displaying um, is just everything is is all interconnected. Mm-hmm. The world is a stage, and For everything sure. is planned. Like if if you think that they're gonna allow a looming disaster to happen without an answer to that disaster, yeah, they're gonna put out a virus without a vaccine. Yeah, like to me that doesn't make sense. And whether yeah. or not that's a conspiracy, and like people just choose not to believe it because they choose to imprison themselves. Yeah. Oh, that can't be a thing. Oh, I'm, I disbelieve that. Or I don't want to do that because that makes mm-hmm. me feel uncomfortable. Like, Fair enough. I'll put it this way. Throughout history, there's been people that have done horrible, horrible things. So if you don't believe that people are capable of doing horrible things, then yeah. it's you're just, unfortunately, like, naive at the at the matter because there's been like queens that used to kill off virgins and bathe in their blood because they thought that it kept them young or you even look at how insane hitler was in like burning like jews and stuff like that people are capable of horrible things or even like stalin how he killed millions upon millions of people didn't matter like what your race was what your religious background is or anything like that there are still people like that out in the world, mm-hmm. period. You know, a, a good quote that I came across was that the greatest trick the devil ever played on the on the world was mm-hmm. convincing it it didn't exist. Mm. I've heard that one. That is a good one. I, uh, interesting enough, I've had someone tell me Uh, And this goes back to, like, kind of like the Norse community. Uh, They have a theory, which, do you know what the greatest joke that Loki has played on people? Making them believe that Jesus was a person. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, it's kind of like a shot at Christianity. I'm like, I haven't looked into the theory at all yet, but it's been brought up to me, and I'm like, that's, Kind of interesting. He is the god of deception anyways. Yeah. Right? And so then it's like, okay, well, maybe. I don't know what's true. Probably never going to find out what's true either. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's tough with personal perceptions because there's your own personal truth and then there's the universal truth. Typically, uh, your personal truth isn't a truth, but it's a perception of what you want the truth to be. And then there's the universal truth, which is true uh, amongst everybody. So it's like sometimes we need to put our ego aside and actually stare into to the beast of, of what is true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like earth moving or like mind chattering. And it's like just being open to the fact of the matter that our opinions, our our perceptions aren't necessarily there to serve us. Yeah. Sometimes it, it confines us or we might see a situation differently in like a negative way when it was never meant to be that way in the first place. So I think life is fascinating. 
Was there anything else you wanted to uh, cover? No, I, I, like I've covered everything that I needed to, or cool. that I particularly particularly had on my mind. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think we should probably wrap it up because this is going to be the longest one so far. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. We, it's we've a covered, lot to go over. Um, I'm still mulling it over. So when I re go through this as I edit it, like I'll catch a lot of different things as well. And then I listen to my own podcast anyways, because I want to try home my skill to be the best as I can. And I think it will be absolutely fascinating going through it for like the second time as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. If that's everything, I think we should wrap up. It's been a pleasure. I quite thoroughly enjoyed it. I always have fun. Uh, it was a lot of information that I still don't have my mind wrapped around. I appreciate it. Um, and I hope it doesn't happen, but if it does, I'm hoping to get this out before it does even happen. So I have a, a long time editing and trying to get this out before like next week. I wish you luck. Thank you. Mitt out.